Talk Live. For those of you who don't know, Steve Classic recently discovered uh, one of these videos where it takes a... You know, sometimes people say the same thing over and over in their phraseology as they walk across the universe. Uh, I like to say things that I make up, like portmanteaus, like, yeah. I'm having a technicalty. Right. Right, that kind of thing. Apparently, uh, Mr. Trump likes to say what? Bing, 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 bang, oh. bing, bing, bing. I, I had no idea. So there's this video of like all of the times that he has said bing and, you know, all the context. I love that. I'm a big fan of uh, sound effects. Yes. When people are like, you know, that's just their <laughs> signature. Boom. Not that one. <laughs> no, Angie always says boom. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's your own sound effect. What is so that? Just, onomatopoeia or whatever? Onomatopoeia. Yeah. Yeah. So I just discovered like if you just go to one of the, you know, the, the video sites. Wait, can we, do, can we just, can we say what the video site is? It's a very popular yeah, video site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just type Trump and Bing. Or, <laughs> and it, it just a Which is horrible because I hate the search engine known as Bing. Right. right. Yeah. So I don't want to really give them any press. But like, it's, yeah. that's the word that Trump right. likes to say. Yeah. And it is pretty funny. It reminds me of, uh, when you were playing it earlier, it reminded me of, um, uh, what's the movie with uh, Jeff Bridges and the bowling alley and... He's the dude. Oh, the dude. Uh, what's the name of that movie? <laughs> um, I thought it was uh, the dude. It is. Um, no, the the dude is in the movie. Yeah. But it's the name of the movie. I don't know. Oh, you get hang magic on, hang magic on, hang rectangle. On. Hold on. I can't believe I'm trying to blank on this. It's like one of the most popular yeah. movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, but at any rate, so there's a lot of cussing in that movie, uh, particularly the word FCC. Except right. Except <laughs> that's not the word that I mean. I mean one that rhymes with fire truck. Right. Right. I just have to use FCC as a substitute for the word that I mean. The Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Thank you. So in the Big Lebowski, uh, there's lots of gratuitous cussing. And someone many, many years ago, you can still find it online, uh, made the effing short version. (laughs) And what they did is they took the whole movie and edited out everything except for when they say the word FCC. FCC. Right, so it's FCC this, FCC that, FCC you, FCC me, FCC them. Right, right. All the different phrasings. Sometimes a few words leading up or after, you know, the word FCC. Uh, so they—that's what your video reminded me right. of. It's, but it's the, the Bing, Bing version. Yeah. Bing, yeah. Bing, Bing, yeah. Bing, yeah. Trump, the Bing version. Yeah, but also like Scarface. I mean, you know, years yeah. ago used to be Scarface drinking games. Scarface so from Half Baked. Yeah. Uh, Scarface with Al Pacino. <laughs> Come on, you know. Come on. So every time, every time that I am Al Pacino. Anyway, any time he hit the, you know, said FCC, you had to take a shot. Take of of booze. Uh, Yeah. So good luck if you can make it through the first five minutes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You see the entire uh, entire movie. I'm just putting a note in our show notes. What's the star date? That says uh, what the FCC is going on. (laughs) If you haven't picked up on it, uh, Nikki. I'm obviously now substituting the F-bomb for FCC. Yeah, I like right? it. So there's a bunch of mother FCCers out there who might disagree with my technique. However, I FCC am restricted. <laughs> yeah. They can go FCC themselves because yeah. I am restricted by uh, a government agency of violence who will take my show off the my show, this show <laughs> off the air 
uh, specifically me, if I yeah. get in trouble for right. it, right? So FCC I don't, don't, don't want to lose my job. So, yeah. So until that changes, uh, those <laughs> mother FCCers can go FCC themselves. Nice. See, I would have to be careful doing that. You do. I would be, like, do not try up. this at home. Also, callers, don't try this on the radio unless yeah. you are a, a, a linguistic professional. Because we will FCC you. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, that sounds kind of weird. No, but we'll, we'll flush you. We'll dump you. We'll dump, dump you. Yeah. That's <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Captain's log, stardate, 11262023. It is Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's... Steve Classic. And Nikki. And I am your host. <gasps> the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Uh, the telephone number, because we are a live call-in radio program for the next three hours, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. Uh, we're going to kick things off with a little, um, I don't know what they're, like, I don't want this to be, like, bragging, because it isn't, right? But it is interesting. <laughs> Maybe it is. For sure. So last night we talked about how uh, New Hampshire was the second happiest yeah. State. New Hampshire's a lot of things. Right? We're, is, we're on the top of a l- many, like, many lists. Yeah, yes. And oddly, North Dakota was number one. I'm not sure how what they that did means that. and how that well, grades um, out. You know what? I actually know a couple of people from North Dakota. Yeah. And they do seem to be really happy. They're pretty distant. But they're like they, people like it there. Yeah. North Dakota is yeah. also one of the top 12 states. It is one of the top 12 states. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And New Hampshire is one of the top 12 yeah, states. Yeah, for sure. And Alaska, that island. The islands, yeah, the I island of Alaska. of Alaska. Yeah, that's one of the top. No, it's not the islands off the coast of Alaska. The Did you know that Alaska is an archipelago? No. I thought it was it's an like island. Japan or or uh, Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, just what? in case they didn't teach you that in public school and Bob's or, or college or whatever. I feel like the end of a South Park episode. You know, I learned something today. <laughs> and it's actually completely wrong and incorrect. Uh, well. I- it's also not an island. <laughs> well, that's the point. Right? And neither is Rhode Island. <laughs> neither is, yes. Neither is Rhode Island. And this is why Americans are not no, just dumb an Americans. It's not just an island with one road either. No. no. Yeah. And they misspell road. Rhodey. Everything about. Rhodey. Rhodey. <laughs> It'd be fun if they pronounced it that way. Yeah. Rhodey Island. <laughs> what other states would be weird if they Rhodey pronounced the way they were, A lot they were of spelled. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we know, uh, recently, I think it was the Cato Institute released there, or was it Fraser? I don't remember. One of the institutes one of released their thing <laughs> saying that, uh, New Hampshire is number one in economic freedom again. Yes. Number for one. the, the umph, umpteenth one. year right. in a row, whatever. You oh, know? yeah. So those of you who are not familiar with something called, uh, FSP.org or the Free State Project, uh, that is sort of the, the, the heading organization, if you will of something I refer to as the Greater New Hampshire Freedom Migration. It's like the North Star of migration. It's a shining beacon in a sea of FCC (laughs) and crap, right? Um, And so, like, if you want to kind of get an idea of what that's all about, go visit fsp.org, find out about the Free State Project. What it is, in a nutshell, is the desire to get uh, as many freedom-oriented i.e. voluntarist, anarchist, libertarian types who yeah, hate the state, 
know that the government is evil and want to make a change, want to help us build a place where we can hopefully secede from the United States of America. That's kind of the big thing on the agenda now. Right. Uh, Look at that $40 trillion cap. Yeah, there's there's a proposal now where if the U.S. federal debt exceeds, I think it's 44 I thought it was forty trillion. Forty forty four. That's yeah. a rounding error. So in like a couple of days. <laughs> Somewhere yeah, at the rate that they're burning and, and acquiring debt. It, like next week or something, you know, late January. I don't know. We might be bordering on it right now. Last time I looked it was like thirty four trillion and that was a week ago, so I don't know what it is now. But they're burning. They are creating money out of thin air at a at a pace that has never before been seen. Uh, so the there's legislation proposed that uh, if the federal debt does reach you know over forty trillion, that uh, an immediate inquiry uh, begins. Uh, uh, you know, a committee is formed in true government fashion uh, to study the you know what it takes for us to actually declare independence. So it's it's going to be fun times. If you are independent minded, uh, you want to help build the example. You want to be the change in the world. Consider moving to New Hampshire because there's a lot of good things going. You don't have to like. I didn't sign anything. I just moved here, right? I knew about I the Free State Project. Anything. I knew about the Free State Project. Uh, I like what they're doing. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of other people here that that you know came here for the same reasons, but they also didn't sign. Not necessarily because they didn't want to. Like for me, it was a conscious decision not to sign. But some people are just like, oh, I got to go to New Hampshire. That sounds like it's awesome, right? Yeah. So I actually didn't even really know about um, all that the Free State Project when I like was moving here. <laughs> I didn't even know what like a libertarian was. I thought libertarians were just like Republicans that liked guns a little bit more. <laughs> Steve, look, yeah. at, look at Nikki. She's all grown up. I know. <laughs> a tear in my eye. I was for sure an anarchist. I knew that much. I knew that I didn't like the state, yeah, I, but yeah. I didn't know. I didn't read all these fancy books, and and then I moved here, and I was like, oh, I like. I mean, I like books, yeah. so I read. Mm. I read some fancy books, and I'm like, well, I guess I know the uh, like underlying philosophy of what i've known since i was a child right and that's so. a good point uh like a lot of people are like oh politics is so involved and like those people are you know way smarter than me and they understand things and like no, the political really climate not. is so intricate and like it's they really pretend not. like they want you to believe these politicians they want you to believe that it's so complex that you yeah. can't possibly understand it that they are smart no yeah it's it's not and it's so full of fcc and crap <laughs> uh that it's unbelievable uh, yeah. And so it doesn't take you don't need to be politically involved or politically uh, intelligent or you don't need to read you know political headlines in the news or anything to understand that individuals should do things on a voluntary basis. You should all things with consent at all times. That's the fundamental philosophy yeah. of anarchism. That's the fundamental philosophy of voluntarism. The fundamental philosophy of libertarianism is all things with consent and government as an institution violates that just by their very existence and then they continue to violate violate it even more with all of their subdivision departments and all that crap yeah and hmm. i mean that's basically what the state is protecting yeah. and, and like you know like the i always think of the medical industrial complex right because that's kind of like my my thing that i'm interested in right and i just hear all of these horrible horrible stories of people in hospitals and just being uh, like assaulted by doctors, you know, their consent is stripped away, yep. but it's all right because it was a nurse that did it to him or a doctor that did it to him. And it's like, well, you know, it was, 
it was, you know, for, for your best and, you know, right. whatever. Like, the state is protecting those people right. and also casting the illusion on a lot of us that it's okay. Right, yeah. You know, and it, and it extends, you know, beyond doctors. I mean, school teachers and, I mean, in some places, like, school teachers are still hitting children and it's, like, legal and okay. Yeah. yeah. My cousin's Fact. in South Carolina. I don't, this was a while ago because my cousin is, you know, out of school now. But when he was younger... They sent home, and this is public school too. Like he's not in a Catholic school or anything. Like he, this is public school, South Carolina. They sent home like a form for mm-hmm. my aunt to fill out, and it was like, "Can we physically discipline your child? Yes or no?" Oh wow! And my aunt Ooh. was like, "Ah, uh, no." I'll do that at home. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right. We don't like, <laughs> like to outsource yeah, our yeah, abuse. <laughs> we only hit him here. But yeah, she was like, "What? This I can't even how, believe they're asking me this." This is how antique. Archaic, barbaric, wrong, the organization known as the state is. Like, have you ever heard of anybody going on a a crusade, a crusade, uh, going on a mission of any kind within the political system to remove laws? I mean, maybe Mm. in New Hampshire, (laughs) but no, not really. So basically what you do is is you create another law to counteract Law, like that's right, right. that's kind of but, the, but the only mechanism law they have. Remains there is yeah. no built-in mechanism. There is no audit. There is no, no anything. You always hear about these things if you watch like your local news. You always see their their fun piece. It's like, oh, did you know this ridiculous law that like if your cherry tart is more than four inches right. in yeah. diameter yeah, that it's illegal or whatever. The pickle, pickle doesn't, doesn't bounce in Connecticut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't wear a purple shirt on Wednesdays. <laughs> right. You hear all this stuff, and it's because of that. It's because yeah. these laws are so old, so ancient. Uh, and uh, you know, useless. But no one ever thinks to, oh, we should get rid of the bad ones. Yeah, and it's it's supposed to be like a funny, silly thing. Like I remember, as if there's any good ones. Yeah, right? but, but like I remember learning about those sort of things in school. Um, and it's like, oh, haha, this is so funny and silly yeah. because you know, police, the you know, the the law enforcement would never enforce these things, right? But like technically, I mean, it might not hold up in court. The judge might go against them if you get like arrested for wearing a purple shirt on Wednesdays, yeah. right? Or if your your stripes are going left versus right. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? But technically speaking, they could you know prosecute yeah. you for these things. Your you know what I mean? Untucked. Like, yeah, yeah so, just it, it's it's actually really stupid and and negligent and dangerous to to keep all of these laws in the books. And why don't we have a mechanism like as a country? Not like I really believe in the legitimacy of any of this, yeah. but uh, why but if, don't we have a mechanism to remove some of these things that are well, irrelevant or unjust? The, the reason is is because the system isn't designed to protect you, the people. No, of it not. isn't for the people. It isn't of the people or by the people. It doesn't exist for the reasons you've been taught to believe. It exists to only grow and take more for itself. It is a giant leech on the side of the face of society that everybody just ignores. You ever seen like one of these people that's got like a big thing on the side of their face? Yeah, and you're not and supposed to look ever, at it. You're not supposed to look at it. Don't make eye contact like with the tattoo? boil. Yeah. That, those like, two people sometimes. People have tattoos but... on their face like you look at them. Like, no, like, what are you looking at? Like well, a, a tattoo? I'm trying to read whatever this <laughs> like scratch big, on the side like of your face is. Like a big hairy mole or yeah. something, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's yeah the it's state. rude to stare, you know what I mean? That's the state, right? And everybody sort of ignores it when you talk about it. They're like, oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. They don't have that. People worship it. They do. You know it's what true. I mean? Like some people are like, I'm a patriot. Cover me harder. Before we get yeah. too far down that rabbit hole, <laughs> I want to circle back to the New Hampshire bit. Oh, yeah. Because uh, we started off talking about uh, yesterday, we talked about New Hampshire being 
uh, the second happiest state. Mm-hmm. We already know both the Cato Institute and Fraser Institute have repeatedly anointed New Hampshire the most free state in economic yeah. terms and in personal liberties. Yeah, I mean, um, we've been the top state for at least yeah, you know 250 yeah. And if we're not number one, so. we're number two, top, top 12, depending yeah. on the year yeah. or when they run the study or whatever. So uh, that's pretty. But I've never seen this one until uh, you posted it. Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire, this is from boston25news.com. Yeah. New Hampshire ranked smartest state in the nation. Wicked smart. <laughs> That's what they it say. doesn't say that in the title, but man, it should have. News twenty five. I know that was a missed opportunity. Boston too. They come should on. know better. Ba- well, ba- in, in Boston, they're not wicked smart. Yeah, you got to no. come up to New Hampshire before you're wicked smart. Yeah. So, uh, I wonder if they, the I wonder if they include, included Boston's trash can part of New Hampshire in that study. I don't know. <laughs> that Worcester sauce was <laughs> wicked, wicked, wicked sauce. The worst Chestershire. <laughs> Has anyone ever bought a second bottle of Worcestershire sauce? <laughs> yeah, I did once because I think I lost the first. That's one. like that's like I, my theory is is that there's only one Christmas fruitcake in the world. It just keeps getting so, rejected. Okay, now I have year. to now oh, I have to tell a story. Why'd you do this? So every year my family does a Yankee swap, which is what's a Yankee um, swap. So it's like, a, or sometimes Couple they call it a white like trade trade their Yankees. To <laughs> they each other. call it a, a white elephant swap sometimes. So basically, what you do okay. is okay. okay, but some people might not be. So you all bring a present, like okay, gift under ten dollars or under under fifteen dollars, whatever. Yep. And then you draw numbers, and then you pick a secret gift. Santa, secret is Santa name. style, okay. kind of yeah, similar. Um, so in my family, we do this every year on um, Christmas Eve because I have a big family, and you're not buying stuff for everybody. Right. Yep. Anyways. Um, there was a fruitcake that was in the Yankee Swap one year. <laughs> and we're all like, who brought the fruitcake? Who brought the fruitcake? Oh, wait, right? you could see the presents before you... No, 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 they're wrapped. Oh. But you get it, and then, and then yeah. they're like, who, who, it, who, are, like, ah, who brought the fruitcake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then for maybe at like 10 years, the running joke was if you got the fruitcake... You'd put it in your freezer all year long, and, bring and you'd bring it back. Yeah. Oh, so for nice. like ten years at least, maybe longer. Yeah, the fruitcake was always at the Yankee. So my swap. theory isn't necessarily untrue. No, so it, it was in my family at least it was true. And then somebody finally was like, "That's hilarious." I'm throwing this away. Either I hope they didn't, but somebody eventually threw it away because yeah. they were like, "I'm I'm not keeping this donated for it a to year. science." Well, yeah. first of all. I, the style of fruitcake I'm thinking of is disgusting. It was. It looked disgusting. It's horrible and disgusting. And yeah, it's just not like, good. Who- you don't have to refrigerate it. You can leave it in your attic for like 10 years yeah. and like open it up and it still tastes exactly the same. I mean, do people actually eat fruitcake? I'm, I'm convinced fruitcake is a survival food. You want to keep a couple oh, yeah. of those like in your basement or in your bug yeah. out place or whatever. Buried in the backyard. You know, just, just, in case. just as a treat. So yeah. when you get tired of eating, you know, powdered whatever. When Christmas comes yeah. around. Christmas yeah. comes around. Um, <laughs> Unearth the fruitcake. Speaking of Christmas foods and holiday foods that I don't like, jello with shredded carrots. What? Ew. Yeah, it's the worst. I don't Is that a Midwest thing? I don't know, but it's horrible. Don't ever do it. If you're doing yeah. it, stop. It, nobody wants I've that. I've never heard of that. No one wants that. No we one don't wants, do that in New Hampshire. No one. You just take. Yeah, you just take <laughs> carrots on the old the cheese here. shredder, right? And you put them carrots? in a big thing of Jello, and you let it set. And I don't think have, anyone does that. Now you have carrot filled Jello. I oh don't no! Believe you? No, it's it's. Do you have to use orange Jello? Uh, the popular flavors are either orange or green. Oh. Not Ew. that not that those are colors, I guess. Not I thought flavors, sometimes but. you put fruit in the jello, right? The like we put it in like a bunt pan and then it's like, oh jello, whatever. 
Yeah, I guess. Carrots, though. But yeah, car- yeah that's carrots. Right. We'll trick those kids into eating something healthy. <laughs> no. You that know? has to be a Midwest <laughs> Cabbage thing. Cabbage I, 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 I don't believe that. I don't know, but like, it, I no, follow, I've seen uh, it. You, you should believe it. It has happened. Uh, and it will happen again. I mean, I've also seen this, the hot dogs in there. Oh, God, that's disgusting. <laughs> hot dog jello. Yeah, yeah. That's what a captain brought for Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's not true. I... I, I <laughs> I sent a photo around. It's basically a gelatinous mold that has like hot dogs and green peppers and pickles, and it's it's just the most disgusting looking thing. Yeah, uh, that was going to be what I brought to you know anybody who invited me to their holiday thing. Okay, I'm bringing this. They're like, oh, weird. Uh, our our thing actually got canceled. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to go out of town, and so yeah, sorry to uninvite sorry, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I found it. Grandma's sunshine salad recipe. Sunshine salad. Go on. See, and this is why I know it's a Midwest thing, because people from the Midwest call everything a salad. They, like, put (laughs) stuff in. They do. They put stuff in Cool Whip, and they're like, this is my blah, blah, blah salad. Look, what's this? A half pound of ground beef on top of one piece of lettuce? It's a salad. Yeah. Or, like, sweet (laughs) stuff. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. So so the retro sunshine jello salad recipe with lemon jello, grated carrots, and crushed pineapple. Will be the sleeper hit at your next potluck. Sleeper <laughs> hit, yeah. Will yeah. it? Only if you put like some, some melatonin and some Nyquil, Nyquil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> something, man. That's the sleeper. Some sleeping pills, ground up. I don't oh, know. Man. It came out of the '60s. Uh, used to be made with oatmeal, oatmeal raisin cookies, and lemon meringue pie. Okay, Ugh. I guess the lemon meringue pie is okay. Cucumbers, horseradish, carrots. What? Prefer, in the I, jello? I prefer oh. my oatmeal cookies with chocolate chips, not raisins. Uh, yeah, me too. Let's move on. Yeah. This is terrible. Good idea, Steve. Yes. Tell us about the smartest state. They don't make, they don't, they don't use <laughs> carrots talking about something completely yeah. dumb. Yeah. Right? How did we get? Yeah. Right. It wasn't from New Hampshire. Yeah, it was so smart. We started talking about a dumb thing. We must be, uh, you know, immigrants. <laughs> <laughs> All of us. Uh, a New England state has been ranked the smartest state in the nation, according to a new study. Research by free online education platform Guru99. Never heard of that wow. before. Analyzed six different metrics, average IQ, graduation rates, percentage of the population with low literacy rates, average SAT scores, percentage of the states that don't have a high school diploma or GED, and GDP per capita. We'll tell you who they ranked number one coming up. It's Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org. Yeah! 
got some phlegm there, Dave. Maybe a... But that was a garbage disposal. <laughs> I knew that. Phlegmy garbage disposal. <laughs> I like the word phlegm because it's spelled like, I don't know, P-H- with yeah. a, I think there's a G, yeah, there's M a G or something. Yeah. I always think of um, Ahmed, the undead terrorist from Jeff Dunham, where it's like, how do you spell your name? A H Flem. <laughs> it is Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Steve Classic. And Nikki. And I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Uh, we've been talking or trying, starting to talk about this article from, uh, what was it, Boston, something or another? Boston, 25 Boston news. 25. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Oops, I just bumped your camera. That's oh. uh, good news. Normally, all they report on is um, like all the shootings in the outer city limits. Oh, I So see. it's cool that they're reporting on something else. <laughs> That's way outside the <laughs> They're city like, limits. I wonder why we're not the smartest. Uh, new Hampshire, because... I'm sorry, the headline reads, New Hampshire ranked smartest state in the nation. Study finds. Uh, a New England state has been ranked. They could just say New Hampshire. They already blew the, you know, <laughs> the punchline, uh, <laughs> the surprise by putting it in the headline. Uh, online platform Guru ninety nine uh, basically did a thing, and it says, "Hey, New Hampshire is smart or the smartest." When looking at the metrics, states were given a total score out of sixty. New Hampshire scored fifty six point eight two. Wow, cool, so almost fifty seven. New Hampshire is the, this is a quote now from the article, New Hampshire is the smartest state in America. Data shows that on average, the state has the highest IQs across the country with 103.2 as the average. The platform said uh, the state also has the smallest percent of the population with low literacy skills with only 11.5% falling in that category. New Hampshire also has one of the highest GDP per capita with 74,633. What's highest GDP per capita? What is the Gross highest? domestic product. Right, that's what know. GDP is, but what GDP. is per capita? That's per person, right? Per per person. All right. So, so the, the average person means. in New Hampshire produces the, me- around, the median income is 74,000 around $74,000 a little okay. more than And you know why? Cuz there's no income tax or sales tax. Right. You get to keep more of your money. Right. I wonder, does that get and it, it incentivizes counted? production. Yes. So that's included? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here are the top 10 smartest states in the nation. We'll go from the bottom up. Number 10, <laughs> Utah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Number nine. Ah, this one's near and dear to my heart. Wisconsin. Yay. Oh. Even though they're also the drunkest state. Yeah. They're also the number ninth smartest state. can be state. drunk and smart. Cheeseheads. They're, they're industrious about their drinking. Yeah. Number eight, South Dakota. Hmm. Yes. With the, uh, they've got uh, the Mount Crushmore. Oh, yeah. And they also have the, uh, when I when I lived there uh, a couple of decades ago, I only lived there for a short period of time, but they were building the Crazy Horse Monument, right? Oh, so it yeah. hadn't even been started. And cool. like they were like, see this big, large rock? Well, it's going to look like this. They'd have like an artist oh, rendering right. or whatever because AI didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, a plaster of Paris version. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, number seven, Maine. So our, our neighbors to the uh, east of us mm-hmm. here in New Hampshire. Uh, North Dakota. So, you know, the one on top of South yeah. Dakota. Uh, top 12 state. Yep. Montana. Also a top 12 state, I think. Yes. Our neighbor to the west, Vermont. 
at number four. Also a top 12 state. Uh, a neighbor to the Dakotas, Wyoming, coming in at number three. And number two, Minnesota. Hmm. Minnesota. And number, number two. One, number, <laughs> yeah, number two, Minnesota. <laughs> you don't want to be number two. And New Hampshire, number one, 56.82. Cool. America is home to many of the greatest educational institutions across the globe. As one of the world's largest economies and powerhouses in industry and innovation, I don't think it's that either. It's pivotal <laughs> that every generation continues to learn, to develop, to progress the foundations that have already been built in the country, said Krishna Rungta, founder and CEO of Guru 99. So, no. <laughs> it says this is a developing story. Uh, developing. Yes. <laughs> like, really? We're going to get smarter. Hold on. Uh, next yeah. year. We're well, gonna we're gonna ask some guys in New Hampshire to rewrite this for us, yeah. right? Yeah. It's hey, be be smart. Move to New Hampshire. Be be part of the smart. Yeah, people. you could instantly be smarter just by relocating to New right. Hampshire. Right. I mean that. Yeah. Yep. According to the study, yeah. no income tax, no sales tax. All right. Uh, let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. Uh, I believe this is Tim in full. Hey, Tim. Tim got bottom up. Did I? Huh? No. Where is he? Tim, are you there? Timmy. Yeah, when uh, when you said that the uh, I had you on mute because I got a lot of phlegm in my throat and I forgot <laughs> that I had had you on mute because I got self-conscious listening to you talk about phlegm. Uh, I thought the smartest state in the nation meant that uh, you got the most devices, but apparently not. The most I, what I, I devices? Devices like magic rectangles or what do you mean by yeah, devices? Yeah, at, at first when you were talking about that article until I heard you get into it, I, I thought, oh, this is going to mean that they got the most devices. Oh, like smart, smart devices, devices, smart TV, um, smart homes. Oh, smart I thought phone. it was like a, like a two-way device. Yeah, I got a smart toilet. <laughs> I don't have one. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I can confirm the thing about the Jello with carrots. Uh, there used to be a chain a restaurant a buffet called what is it? Morrison's. Okay. And... I always remember the very first thing you saw was their Jello selection, which you might have like a green Jello with some uh, a kiwi in it, and yeah, you have the Jello with the carrots in it. So I can definitely uh, right. that that is a true story. Yeah, I uh, I just remember like somebody putting it on my plate at you know when I'm a kid, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, That's something mean. like that. Somebody put it on my plate at like Thanksgiving or whatever. You know, cause and you never trusted that family member ever you again. You couldn't, like, at that age, you don't dish your own plate, right? You know, they dish a plate for you or whatever. And so, you know, they, they put some on my plate because I like Jello, Right. You know, and I didn't realize that those were carrots. I was like, oh, yeah. that's some weird pattern. That's It probably nope. is a sweet thing that, like, tastes yummy. Yeah, you know? you'd think, right? And, and No, uh, much nope, to my demise. Trick. And then, like, I couldn't have seconds until I ate the Jello. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So. But, I mean, carrot cake is... You know, completely they disguise, different. They disguise yeah, the carrots but, in there. Yeah, but you're not. Yeah, but you're not like, expect like with Jello, you're expecting sweet and yummy, not you know, you know, sort of but, bready and you know. But you know what it is with the carrot cake is they use it to like moisten. The, it's like same with like zucchini oh, bread. Zucchini like bread, yeah. you know, it, it it's it doesn't main, taste like zucchini. Yeah, like its main factor is to moisten the bread or the cake. And then you dump a bunch of sugar in there to kind of, <laughs> you know, the- to cover up the <laughs> fact that you're eating carrots in your cake. That's Jello. Tim? Mm-hmm. Well, my, my grandma made a great carrot cake, and uh, I have to say it adds to the texture. Um, but actually, one other thing I wanted to bring up uh, real quick, and then I'll get off the line here. And how do I tie these two things together? The Hannibal Doctrine in Israel, which I brought up before, which is basically the doctrine that if a hostage is taken, 
you kill the hostage taker and you kill the hostage. In other words, it's their extreme version of we don't negotiate with terrorists. Wow. But I was thinking about the Internet and how the creation of the Internet was kind of the spy on the citizenry, mm-hmm. but it ended up having like a double like a double-edged sword, and now the citizenry knows kind of more what's going on. Thank you, Edward Snowden. And they have to back off. So, so then, like this, you always see these examples in the past few years, where the state will like crack down on an uprising, but then they'll back off and they'll like they'll roll back the the, the uh, draconian things they did. Yeah, I don't know how to tie those two things together either. But good points either way. And uh, thanks for the call, Tim. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. The only reason I bring it up as far as why I'm tying it in is because um, after the last time they had to do one of these hostage exchanges, uh, from what I understand, the state of Israel was very embarrassed. And that's when they created the Hannibal Doctrine so that the next time it happened, they would just (laughs) kill. Just kill them. It's fine. Yeah. But but now they've actually have done an exchange and they are releasing Palestinian prisoners. now, afterwards, what happens? I think they're just going to kill everybody. But, uh, but apparently, it's what governments like to do. You know, I I think there's enough blowback um, from people. You know, just by the existence of the internet, that technology is finally allowing people to. Governments can't get away with things for as long as they used to be able to get away with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Like, information spreads faster now than it ever has. So if there is any sort of, like, social objection by not even a majority, but, like, a large quantity of people, it used to be that the Internet only affected things like, uh, you know, when Firefly, the TV show, got canceled and all the fans were up in an uproar and they, you know, they organized online to protest whatever studio was producing it. And so uh, they got their way. And instead of them, you know, making another series, you know, season two or whatever, they made a, a motion picture to sort of wrap it up with all the original characters. So the fans sort of made a difference that way. But now uh, it, you're right, Tim. I think technology, at least the spread of information, is so fast now that when a government does something shady, as soon as it's uncovered or unearthed, uh, that information spreads way faster now than it did, and so that shortens the lifespan of the PSYOP, if you will. Right. And then they have to, yeah, like... Yeah. And, and with the advent of AI, and I'm going to drop off the call, but with the advent of AI, uh, now uh, that that time is even shortening more because the AI can figure out all the BS in it, and the AI <laughs> that the government's using, they're going to say, hey, everybody's catching on, you got to back off now. <laughs> Tim, thanks for the call, man. Have a great one. Uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about AI like being used as a method to thwart government uh, chicanery. Like that makes a lot of sense because, yeah. like, government can't control AI any more than you or I can, right? So that seems to be a level playing field. And if these AIs are programmed with things like, oh, I don't know, logic, for example. Yeah. Right? So they're, they're able to yeah. do logic faster than a but human brain. The, but including, like, articles, they're ripping off other articles. Sure. Right? So a lot of these articles, especially like, like Javier Malay, uh, the far right, uh, fringe libertarian, crazy policies, yeah. everyone starts writing about that. And then AI picks up on that, and then it just becomes the truth. Well, what you're talking about is uh, web crawlers, or right? web, web well, web yeah. web crawlers will will make the AI story. It can, 
if you tell the AI, hey, go make me a story about Javier Malay, it's going to use web crawlers to scrape headlines from, right. you know, all, all over the place. But if you give it a different set of instructions, like, hey, AI, tell me why government is necessary. Right. Like, that's what I want to see those, you know, I want to see results for that. Yeah, kind of it'd be right? like trick question. You know, <laughs> uh, if if it's wrong to violate consent, then why should government exist? These mm-hmm. are questions I want AI to, like, you know, chew on for a while. I'd love human beings to chew on them for a Whoa, while. Yeah. I just have far more faith that AI is going <laughs> to chew on it, you know, throw a dose of logic at it and go like, um, well, uh, according to logic, it shouldn't because it does violate consent. Hmm. Now, I'm just imagining, like, AIs just watching, like, reality TV. Yeah. Like, oh, I'd love to ponder that, but uh, The Real Housewives is on, so. <laughs> AI is like Peg Bundy from uh, Married with Children, yeah. sitting on the couch eating cherry bonbons, <laughs> yeah. watching Harpo, Okra Winfrey. Yeah. AI, stay out of New Hampshire. We're smart. <laughs> don't try to fool us. Yeah. I, I don't, like, I, I'm certainly not going to go around... Uh, being like, yeah, well, I'm from New Hampshire. We're smarter than you. Like, that's- oh, I am. I've already really? been doing that. Oh yeah, I've been doing that for a while. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Nobody likes a yeah. braggart. Yeah. Well, if you could do it, it's not bragging. Yeah. If you're well, smart, you're smart. You have to prove it. Right? Uh, yeah. so. I did. I live here. <laughs> right. The article confirms it. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> the Bo- Boston Twenty Five right. says. Uh, since we're so smart, we should segue into our our number two story. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, th- this <laughs> from CBSNews.com. Businessman John Caldera. Uh, I'm just looking at the date. That this September 20. Okay. Businessman John Caldera dumps human poop on steps of Denver City and County Building. I like, ah, how they, cool. I like how they use the word dumps and poop in the same yeah. headline. <laughs> what if AI wrote that? <laughs> there's there's a video here, and it has nothing to do with the story, but you know, sometimes these videos autoplay, and I hit pause at just the right moment where like they look sort of half-retarded. The, uh, oh, I love uh, that. Like one eye closed or yeah. whatever. The, That's good. The two ladies on there. Uh, anyway, while Mayor Mike Johnston says addressing homelessness is his number one priority. <laughs> his number one priority. <laughs> His number two priority. Yeah. <laughs> a Denver businessman says he's had it with the homeless going number two wherever they want in what he calls an act of civil disobedience. Oh. John Caldera dumped human poop that he found outside his business on the steps of the Denver City and County Building yeah. on Monday. Good. All right. So, I mean, that's like. There's a couple of things here. Number one. <laughs> no, pun, number no, one. no pun intended. <laughs> and, and number two. <laughs> Number one, um, uh, homelessness, while you could say it is caused by government, uh, asking the government to solve it uh, is going to get you nowhere, as has been evidenced by everything that every government in every (sighs) big city that has a homeless problem has ever tried. No big city has ever solved the homelessness problem, ever, period. So, like, I get that, but... If they're kind of like controlling everything and taking sure. responsibility for stuff, it's like, all right, well, if you if you want to, don't get you know, me wrong. Like, uh, regardless of his reason, I think this is a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to yeah. show the politicians what you think of them. Because 
they're also making it worse, yes. right? So if anything, it's like, okay, we, we might not even be asking you to do anything. Just get out of the way. Well, it's like and they're making this issue worse. It's like in New yeah. Haven where they where they made those tiny houses for the homeless, and then the, yep. the they know, New yeah. Haven said, "Oh, you don't have a building permit. Got to tear them down." They yeah, that it's like of course the, we don't have Washington a building. State. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course we don't have a building permit. They're homeless, and we don't have any money. This is all like donations. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're on a budget. We get out have of your time. home. Get back to being homeless. And, there, and yeah. there's some like uh, there's some inhumanity involved with government and yeah. and their treatment of homeless. Uh, for example. There are some, we'll say, man-made structures that uh, are built by government. They're called roads. You may have heard of them. In the who, Seattle, who paved the roads? In the Seattle, Washington area, it's mostly bridges because of the, the hills and the mountains, right? Mm. There's like a majority of the roadways and highways and that kind of thing are bridges, at least in western Washington. So, of course, humans who don't have shelter, who need to get out of, oh, I don't know, the rain, the rain yeah. for example, will will seek shelter underneath things like bridges and, and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. where there's 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 no one, there's no homes, there's no, it's just empty space, it's a field, you know, it's yeah. probably got rats or mice in it and bugs mm-hmm. and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, or whatever, but like, you know, they need it's to get dry. out of the rain, and it's yeah, dry. It's dry. Yeah. So they seek that out. So to prevent this from happening, mind you, uh, these people seeking the shelter uh, underneath these bridges, while they may stay for some period of time under those bridges, not harming anyone, and on supposed public property, which is supposed to belong to everybody, mm-hmm. uh, although no one seems to enforce that, right? The belonging to everybody part, they don't enforce Right, that. right, right. Like they, they act like, it, like what it really is, is private property that right. belongs get off to of the our, state. Get off of our property. Right. Yeah. So what they did <laughs> is they built these... Uh, they're just like little concrete pyramids. So, you know, there's concrete underneath the bridges. Yeah. Uh, so they just report that with these little concrete pyramids that are spikes. So you can't lay down. <sighs> like what they do with the birds. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, yeah. you know, a grocery store sign yeah. where they put the spikes there spikes so birds right. can't make bird nests. Right. Mm-hmm. So they do the same thing uh, underneath the bridges so that so homeless awful. can't get shelter when it and rains. And that's the thing. So it's like, okay, you don't want them under the bridge, but like, what do you want them to do? Well, so like... We already know the solution. I can't tell you how many uh, charity organizations, churches, private citizens that had, like, some property. Uh, There's a thing in the Seattle area called Tent City. Yeah. And uh, that thing has moved and moved and moved and moved. It is basically a nomad culture of its own at this point, and it can't stay anywhere because the law won't won't allow it. So what yeah. what happens to it is uh, these charity organizations, mostly churches, will be like, oh, we got a big piece of land that we're not using. It. We'll we'll host the the thing for a while until the law says it can't anymore and comes in and either kicks them out or they, finds them you know, or finds them or whatever. And so then they move it to another location. Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is allow these charity organizations to have these places permanently and give them a home. Problem solved. Perhaps employ them to do tasks around <laughs> right. the church. Yeah. Give yeah. them purpose, right? right. You know, uh, perhaps these charities can do things like, oh, I don't know, uh, re-educate them, give them, you know, mental health assistance, all mm-hmm. the stuff that they, yeah. these humans actually need, right? That the state isn't going to give them. The state treats them as not human. Right? Yeah, they, they treat and, them as a statistic. And it's funny they call them clients too. <laughs> When you hear a lot of like the rhetoric, like "Oh, well, they're drug addicts. Oh, we're the alcoholics." Yeah, maybe they. Most of them probably are. I mean, and, what would you but, be if you were homeless, right? Well, yeah. and that's the thing. I you know it's obviously like being addicted to drugs isn't really conducive to like 
keeping an apartment, keeping right. a job, you know, all of these like productive things. Right. But like, let's look at the bigger picture. Let's look at the actual root cause of these issues. Yep. I mean, it starts with parenting, yep. public schools, yep. society, yep. culture in the area, mental health, um, mm-hmm. the CIA, you know, distributing a bunch of fentanyl right. everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, yeah. what, where, where, how are these people becoming addicts? Why are they becoming homeless? Why can't they well, get a job even if they want a job? Like, there, we need to look at the root cause because what what government does, and even some of these like churches and well-meaning organizations, is they're just putting a band-aid on the right. issue, right. and it is a larger scale societal issue that we haven't seen before. You know what I mean? Like yeah. hundreds of years ago, also people could just build huts, right? And there weren't all these building codes and permits and regulations. Yeah. Like you could just live in a tent somewhere in the woods and like that right. was cool you know what i mean or live in a hut whatever right um so this before is a social man-made, security numbers yeah yeah before <laughs> social security numbers this is a man-made issue it is. it's a government-made issue um and all of the solutions that all of these government officials are coming up with they don't actually they don't actually work this is an issue that cannot be fixed yeah this could you know. be solved on a community by community basis individually and then like that creates a competitive market for solving the problem. Whichever community solves it in the best way may have those tactics adopted yeah. by other communities. But because right. government gets in the way, the best options can't even be investigated. Yeah. And and honestly, um, I mean, a lot of people think it's an issue, but just based on like what I've seen on, like for example, the Keene, New Hampshire Facebook page, yeah. Um, a lot, I don't want to say a lot, but at least some of these folks who find themselves living in tents, homeless, whatever, they, uh, they don't want help. You know what I mean? Like they're like the, the, the help they want is like, does anybody have a tent heater? So I don't freeze like these people don't necessarily, maybe they are addicts. They don't want to go to treatment or, or maybe they're in recovery and they don't want to go into the homeless shelter because there's drug use in the homeless shelter. Maybe they just don't want to work and they don't want to, you know, like there are reasons why people are choosing to stay homeless um so it's like also how are we going to address that because if you're going to force someone into a job and into a living situation that they don't want i mean that's we're just wasting resources at this point because they literally don't want your help right so i mean how are we going to address that i mean is someone not living how we are living is that an issue if they want to live outside yeah exactly it it shouldn't be like they're like collective we i.e government right shouldn't have anything to do with that it should be an individual choice you should be free to not have a job to not have a house not have a a p.o box box, (laughs) a social security number right you should be free to make all of those choices for yourself are some of them bad choices perhaps they are how does a person get by? That government should have nothing to do with that. Absolutely. Nor should collective I've, we. Um, the individual should have everything to do with that. If the individual finds themselves uh, homeless, without a job, without any money, right? They got to figure out how they're going to get by. It's up to them. It's not up to the collective we. It's not up yeah. to government to figure that out. Yeah, I think there's just so much babying that goes on. You know, and it seems like a lot of the population likes that. They want to be, oh, I want my health care, universal health care, and I don't even want to pay for food. I just want food to be, you know, like all of these things where they just want to be so dependent on the system, and not everyone wants that. And right. and some people, like their version of living their best life looks differently. I mean, I... um. 
you know, I, I've seen interviews with people who like hop on trains and, and they're homeless, but they travel the U.S. and, <laughs> yeah. and whatever. Like they're just doing whatever they're they want to do. Yeah. yeah, like is that an issue? I don't really necessarily think so. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Should you be free to be homeless or houseless? Give us a call. More free talk lives coming up. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. actually a joke i haven't been like, like yeah. that was like my uh you no. listen to like uh, i'm trying to think of the worst hair metal bands uh, oh i don't know like poison yeah gotta hate those guys uh Rat. faster pussycat Rat, yeah. oh i've never heard of that faster one pussycat. Yeah, faster yeah. pussycat um yeah. let me see who else there's there's others i can't kicks k-i-x yeah. like the cereal uh. no you know what i haven't heard of any of these <laughs> horrible testament no no they're, testament's they're, they're a thrash band yeah yeah you're, yeah, you're yeah. thinking of uh, oh, there's another. It's a, it's like poison. It's like TNT. I think is the name uh, of the band. Oh, um, yeah, I said poison already. Poison. Uh, White lion. White lion. Totally. White snake. Yeah, yeah. White, White snake. snake. Yeah. White Snake was actually a bit of an arena rock band who adopted eh, the hair metal sort like of. Like Kiss too. It's uh, like, yeah. is it hair metal? Is it arena rock? Well, yeah. And Kiss is well. I mean, they're legendary at least, yeah. right? Detroit Rock City is a legendary city. Kiss did this thing, though, where they would, like, whenever the next uh, fad of music would come around, they would do an entire album. So, like, Kiss, I think it's Dynasty, is like their disco album. Everything on I, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everything on there has got, like, that. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of tambourines. And, you know, it's just got a huge disco vibe to it. And then, like, another example is, I think, Animalize came out right after like uh quiet riot and twisted sister hit the scene with like we're not gonna take it and uh uh what's the quiet riot song i'm thinking of uh come on feel feel the the noise noise. yeah yeah once those hit the market kiss was like we we have to make an album of anthem rock right because these are all these big you know shouty sort of thunderous drums anthem type which to me is like more what kiss is right what they would do is literally copy the style du jour and then make an entire album of hey, it and go it on tour. Uh, they did a good job they at made that. Tons I of mean, money. yeah. Tons I, I of so money. one of the first like reality shows I ever watched when I was a kid was um the Gene Simmons Family Jewels show. <laughs> which is actually a pretty it was a pretty funny show from I what never I remember. Watched any of that. But basically what I learned from that was kinda low key Gene Simmons is a narcissist. Oh, because you he, think? He, oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah, like, oh, but but basically Look at my tongue. 
Yeah, but you're <laughs> my right. My boots. Yeah. But basically, um, he monetized everything. Yes. Like, there's a kiss yeah, no, he chair, is... lunchbox, computer. Yeah, there's a you kiss know, coffin. Socks. There's yeah, a there's, kiss coffin there's kiss that, that will play kiss. There's built-in six-inch speakers all the way around. The, like the coffin itself is the base box with yeah. your body inside of it. And there's six-inch speakers all the way around yeah. the thing. Kiss logos everywhere. And it will play your chosen kiss playlist yeah. as you're lowered into well, the ground. And that's the thing. Oh, I thought I this mean, is something you'd have in your living room. No, no you could actually you get buried in. Yeah, Really? Yeah. Wow. Really. Just completely pointless. <laughs> anyway, uh, before we go on, this oh, hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. Digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a tech perspective, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies. It's widely available on exchanges. It's also on the decentralized Maya protocol, and it's in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and easy to use Dash. Start by learning more at dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Again, visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That's Dash.org. All right. Uh, we got some... Oh, suddenly Whoa. the phones are packed. Let's go to the wild card line. Let's go to... Uh, I think this is Gigi in South Carolina. Ah. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good, every, good evening, everybody. <laughs> I liked what you said. Leave it to local municipalities and communities to make their own decisions because every community is different financially, culturally, geographically, economically, politically. They are the best suited to make local decisions. I like what Nikki said. Me too. Communism doesn't work that way, though. So, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. no communist, honey. I'm a nice Jewish girl <laughs> with a big mouth, <laughs> and I admit it. I wrote, I don't know, is Ian allowed to listen to the program or no? Well, I, we, I there, don't know. I don't have an answer to that, and even if well, I did, I I'm not Ian, sure I would tell everybody. Everybody who's listening, I encourage everyone who believes in the basic foundation of this program freedom of speech yes and the courtesy all the hosts give to every caller even mr david in new mexico <laughs> please send letters to ian and or aria if you feel you can last night after a gourmet feast i prepared for my significant other and myself i sat down and compiled or composed rather a long, 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 detailed, wonderful letter to Mr. Freeman, uh-huh. and we will mail it tomorrow. It will take him a good half an hour to read it. Good. Yeah, thank you. Yes. That's excellent. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, because I love this program, and he was instrumental in making it possible for me to call in and voice my opinions. Did you put your return address to the same address that you're sending the letter to? Of course 
I did. All I have right. nothing to be ashamed of or hide. No, no, no. If you're oh, saying, she didn't understand the question. Right. Yeah. So explain, Captain. So, Gigi, there's this uh, post office hack that, that exists. And I don't know if oh, it still I'm, works. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, so that's what Steve was asking you is if you, you know, did you oh, forego postage or did you pay I postage? I wasn't being focused. That's okay. okay. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> yes, I understand. I was very careful not to write anything controversial or, uh, shall we say, risque. I kept it very diplomatic. Believe me, it's a boring letter. <laughs> so you didn't mention uh, the captain's clunky old big hard drive? <laughs> You're so cute. I love it. Well, funny you should mention that. Oh, no. no, I did not disclose that in the letter. But earlier this evening, drive. my husband and I Punky. were watching television, and a commercial came on for this new company called Pretzels.com, and it starts out saying, do you like it hard or soft? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was hysterical. Oh, my God. Awesome. Well, Gigi, thank you so I much. Was Thank you but so much for the, the call. The other reason oh, why I called is because I find it very interesting that for quite some time now, Congress in the United States continuously, consistently, repeatedly sends soldiers, weapons, ammunition, money, trains Ukrainian soldiers, the whole gambit for Ukraine to fight the incursion with Russia. Mm -hmm. Now, we hear on the press every direction, every facet of political ideology. Putin is a fascist. He's an autocrat. He's a dictator. Well, I got news for you, everybody listening out there in radio land. The leader of Ukraine, I'm... I want to pronounce it properly, Mr. Zelensky. Mm -hmm. He says, no, we're not going to have the scheduled elections. This is not a good time for it. Well, if you claim to be a democratic republic and you value essential civil liberties, where is the due process that should be accorded to Ukrainian men and women of voting eligibility. What is this baloney? All of a sudden, he makes a unilateral decision. It's not a good time to hold elections. He sounds like an autocrat. He's a dictator. Yep. So why are we giving money to such a person? The, that is a great question, and uh, no one here has the answer to well, that, of course. Oh, I well, do. I do. I, do. I, I, have, I can <laughs> take a crack wandering. at it. There's that. Somebody enlighten me, please. So I think that uh, the U.S. aspires to be just that, and that's why you know these uh, you know government people that don't see an issue with all of these you know atrocities that Ukraine is committing. Um, it's because they think it's, you know, admirable. Well, it reminds me of what people have been saying about Prime Minister Netanyahu. He has been attempting to circumvent an independent judiciary and the Supreme Court of Israel. What is he, an autocrat, a fascist? Autocrat, it's a disgrace. And all these populist, fascist, autocratic 
dictators are popping up left and right. Hungary, the Netherlands, Argentina, Slovakia, and lots of countries in Africa. And Tunisia you can include as well. And now I would include Zelensky. Who the hell is he to deny his people the right to vote? Gigi, don't hold back. (laughs) Oh, you know me. I admit it. Hey, but that commercial was so brilliant. Mm. Do you like it hard or soft? I looked at my husband and I said, I love this question. (laughs) Gigi, thank you so much for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Uh, That's hilarious. Uh, Moving right along, let's go to, I believe this is Mr. David Ridley of RidleyReport.com. Dot com. Something like that. Hey, uh, you guys remember that? I I called a a week or two ago about this this state rep who used to be a cop, and he's trying to keep his records as a cop secret. Why would you do that? Well, yeah, good question, right? So uh, there was a little bit of an answer to that question okay. uh, uh, recently. So he it wound up in front of the Supreme Court. He was trying to keep his records secret. Uh, and I'm looking at so – it's, it's, uh, so it's an article from in-depthnh.org. Okay. Uh, and it says, uh, quote, whatever is in the Claremont Police Department's internal affairs records – that state rep John Stone is trying to hide from the public gets bad, his lawyer told the Supreme Court. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Doesn't sound like a very good attorney. (laughs) It will embarrass and humiliate my client, and it will embarrass and humiliate multiple people in the city of Claremont. Let's release it. Attorney Peter DeCato said, unquote. Now, this is the attorney. He's he's trying to defend. This is the attorney who's trying to defend The, the former cop. <laughs> okay. He's not doing a very good job. So by their by their by the statements of the enemy, shall you know him? <laughs> right? but isn't that the whole? Isn't that the whole point? It's supposed to humiliate multiple people in the city of Claremont. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would think, right? Well, of course. I mean, if they're government people, I don't want yeah. to uh, uh, humiliate the people. Uh, right? Yeah, the, people. the government. I mean, like government really. They kind of do enough to humiliate themselves, but like people just have that that veil of of I don't even know what to call it. To, they 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 government wash themselves, right? They don't they they can't see it. Like on a day to day basis, we try and cover things here that should be embarrassing to government people, right? And I think we do a pretty good job of that. But like the majority of people just don't see through it, man. Yeah, I mean. It's supposed to be once you're a government worker. This is not. It's not private anymore. You're not supposed to be able to just cover right. up your records and working for the government. Right. Agreed. What anyway, else? that's all. Uh, that you can just find the, the article is on indepthnh.org. Uh, you can <clears throat> you can read read the details there. Uh, I'm sorry. What's the website? Where it's at? Nh.org. Indepthnh. org. Awesome. And where can people? There's a lot of these little nice little micromedia outlets that are popping up now that the you know the mainstream media has been bought and sold and whatever by the government <clears throat> but there's you know like NH Journal and uh, is another one uh, and you guys are another one and I guess you know I'm another one so it's yeah. you know we have that's that's where the real real news is agreed where can people find out more about you and what you're up to oh I'm at 
RidleyReport.com. Dot com. Thanks for the call, David. Dave Ridley, everyone. Well, that's like Tim in Florida was saying that the internet was designed to spy on people, but now citizen journalists yeah. are taking advantage of you know yeah. s- spreading information. Uh, moving right along, let's go to Rob in Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Rob, on the other side of the river. Rob, Rob. hey me, Rob. Unmute your, unmute your phone. Hello. Hey, hey welcome. Oh, okay. My phone must have muted on me. Sorry about that. It's all right. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, so there's a whole plethora of things that could be talked about here. Uh, uh, one of the hair metal bands that I like is uh, Motorhead. I think that that yeah. band... They're too, not hair metal. They're not hair They're metal. Oh, those guys, those yeah. guys are, those guys are punk rock, punk rock, hard rock. Bordering on heavy yeah, metal, nah. like some people credit hits is hair metal. some people credit Motorhead as the inventors of speed metal. Yeah. So exactly. not not hair metal. Yeah, they didn't walk glam. around on stage with Make like up. rainbow spandex and uh, aqua netted hair and like you know uh, la- ladies lingerie and <laughs> right. all that kind of stuff. Not that there's anything wrong right. with that, <laughs> but you know like Motorhead was leather drinking, smoking, raising hell. You know, giving a middle finger to the man. You know, rebels to the max. Absolutely, that's the way it should be. Well. You know, but I. I did hear though a story about a '80s metal band that uh, was it the the band Warrant. Yeah, another you know, that's another band I hate. Yeah, what is it? I, Warrant. I, I, oh. The name of the band is Warrant, but I I caught wind of a video a couple of weeks ago where uh, it was said and alleged that uh, Rob Halford from Judas Priest drugged him and raped him. Oh, <laughs> she's come back with a warrant, huh? <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not laughing at the at the rape. I'm laughing because of the accusation. Uh, I heard something similar to that about uh, Glenn Danzig of all people. Oh, really? Yeah, like like some kid yep. was like, you know, yeah, I, I went in the bathroom and Glenn Danzig was in there. You know, like kind yeah. of a thing. Know, Paul Stanley plays a part in this. I'm not sure though. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God! Well, you know. Uh, who sang the song "The Final Countdown"? That's a hair metal. Band. It's Europe. Europe. Yeah. Oh, Europe. Yeah. Uh, Warren's yep. uh, Warren's big song was "Cherry Pie." Oh, right. Yep. That's, yeah. That's Warrant. Yeah, crappy band. Awful. One hit wonder, basically. They were yep. like they were the biggest thing since Kool Aid Without Sugar for years, man. Really? Yeah. With Jello without carrots. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's hard to not be bigger than that. <laughs> The only Jello uh, uh, that I like is Green Jello. Uh, yeah. The band Green yeah. Jello. Yeah, they made them change their name. Stupid Jello people. Oh, yeah. Jello. Now, now they're now they're called officially Green Jelly, right? But <laughs> but when you go to the show, they're like, yeah, I'm going to Green. Je-. Everybody still calls them Green yeah. Jello, but like they have to spell it J E L L Y because well, it's Jello. Yeah. The O is or the Y is silent. <laughs> a little bit about what. Uh, the last call that called in, and and that is is that you know these cops that are that are in the state of Manhattan, they're trying to fight to keep their names off the lorry list, you know, and these are people that have done a lot of horrible things. For those who to, don't uh, know, uh, for those who don't know, the lorry list is well, tell them what it is, Rob. The lorry list is a list of police officers in the state of New Hampshire that have you know, committed crimes, but have been protected 
by qualified immunity. Right. So the the uh, ESS is what is it pronounced? Exculpatory evidence secluded, I believe. Yep. But uh, uh, there's a there's if you go to the attorney general's website in New Hampshire, you'll find the list of uh, you know officers that have credibility issues, and I would recommend that people check that periodically. You know, and these people that break the law, they need to have a name put to their face. Yes. You know, like a registration, you know, online registration. Yeah. Because you it's, know, it's more egregious, in my opinion, for somebody who's, you know, supposedly a policeman, <laughs> right, wearing the, the badge and the uniform and the gun and the baton and, you know, all that thing. It's, it's more egregious to me for somebody in that position to be a horrible person, to be a, a, a lawbreaker than a regular person. And for whatever reason, you would think that the punishment for uh, sort of taking advantage of that position would be higher than it would for anybody else. Right, it's a higher standard. But no, it's lower, if right. there's one at all, as evidenced by this lawyer list. Right. For to these. protect and serve. Yeah. Well, you know, equally, equally disturbing about this also is that you have police officers that are on the lawyer list that are still police officers, or that Surprise. They, instead of no being uh, a police officer, now they work for the county attorney's office. Yep. You know, and they're on, you know, and they're being investigated with the lawyer. And it's just, it just proves that the people that work in these county offices, they're all, they all sleep in the same bed together along with attorneys. It's a big club. We ain't in it. Mm. Unless, unless you know, the attorney says, well, we don't want this stuff to come out because it's going to be embarrassing. That's a yeah. great That's a great attorney. Right. <laughs> we need more because, attorneys like that. Uh, I mean, I want to see that come out because I pay taxes, you know, just like we all do. And I want to know what that cop has been up to. And, you know, whatever it is, so be it. Yeah, you know you how, know, like, uh, law, you should be punished. To, to loop this back around to, like, rock stars, right? You know how, like, once once a rock star gets famous— they lose their privacy, yeah. right? All of a sudden, they got they got paparazzi, the paparazzi in their face. They got people writing articles. They got people following them around. They got private investigators trailing them, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, they try to get information from their friends' circle and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's a pretty transparent life. Once you achieve some sort of you know musical fame, right? You lead a rather transparent life. Or Same actor. thing for like actors, right? That kind yeah. of a thing. Um, so if we take that as the benchmark of a non-private life, right, a, a rather public life that you have to live, the transparency of anyone employed by government should be double as transparent. Yeah, 100%. 100% transparent or more, like more transparent. Like no part of their life should be beyond scrutiny in any way, shape, or form, and in fact should have a higher level of scrutiny. And because it doesn't, tells you all you need to know about the system. It is not designed to protect you. They are not there to serve and protect you. They're to, they're to serve and protect the system, not you. Wonder if you could. Ha I wonder if you could have an open server, like any email that goes anywhere, you could see it. Wouldn't that be great? It'd be great. Hey, Rob, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 is the number. We'll get more of your calls and thoughts. We'll have more on our number two story. And what the heck happened at Taco Bell and why you shouldn't ask for guacamole? <laughs> is that a burrito in your pocket? Or are you happy to see me? Free Talk Live. More coming up. 
Anthromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. What does that make? Well, that makes Free Talk Live. If you're not familiar with us, visit freetalklive.com. Before we go on, one of our previous callers, Gigi, had mentioned that she had written a nice letter to Mr. Ian Freeman, who is currently in uh, Merrimack County Jail, awaiting some further trials uh, whilst serving his eight-year sentence. For the crime of selling Bitcoin to willing customers whom he KYC'd far more strictly than any exchange or bank uh, could have or would have done. He literally got their express written consent. He got photos of them, their driver, all that kind of stuff. Uh, But because the government wants to shoehorn Bitcoin into laws that existed well before Bitcoin was even invented, uh, a jury convicted him. Uh, even though the state itself admitted there were no victims. So, yeah, so this is a tough one to figure out for us, guys. Yeah, they're coming for your kid's lemonade stand next. But at any yeah. rate, um, I am going to post on all of our social media a link to freekeen.com. It's a direct link that has the article where you can find the address to uh, write Ian Freeman. I will also post uh, the same for Aria Demetso. She's one of the other first chair hosts of this program. And she is serving 18 months uh, for not getting government permission to sell oh, Bitcoin. Permit. Yeah. She a license. An unlicensed, unlicensed selling of this thing that didn't exist before the laws they've convicted her under uh, existed. So, yeah, it's a – anyway, they could use, you know, some letters. So I'm going to post that information to all of our social media sites. Uh, if you don't see it, you know, in the next 10 minutes or so, look again a little bit later. Uh, but it will be there. I'll try to post these things pretty regularly when I'm here in the studio so that, you know, if you need to find it, you can. But they would appreciate hearing from you. And it doesn't even have to be anything, you know, special or spectacular. Gigi, I think, went you know, half an hour. Well, well above and beyond the call here. But, you know, if you just want to drop a postcard, hey, man, I'm in this place, you know, thinking about yeah. you. Or, hey, I saw something on the news about Bitcoin or something, you know, or, or whatever. You know, whatever whatever's on your mind, update them. Uh, even if you don't like him and you want to cuss him out and, you know, say well, lots of bad things. Right, like the right? stop, fee- like, stop freaking people. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Those, it it, it wouldn't be the first time he has received mail of that nature. So, yeah. you know, uh, but that information will be there for you. Uh, knowing Ian, like, if he got a few of those, I'm sure he'd be like, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> good, yep, good laugh. Yep. Still got the haters. <laughs> you know, you he know, you're doing it hate. right if you got haters. That's right. Yeah. It's a sad fact of humanity, but it's just the way it is. So, anyway, please write to both Ian and Aria in jail. I will post that to our social media. 
Uh, what were we talking about? Good question. Oh, yeah, the we number were, two story. We were still on the number two story. We didn't get very far into it either. We talked about uh, this guy. Uh, let's see. John Caldera, who has dumped human poop that he found outside of his business. Awesome. He didn't dump. Well, well wasn't he, he? So it was dumped, and then he picked it up and then dumped it. He redumped it. He dropped off the package. He, he, yes. <laughs> it's a pretty big package. He, he's, he's a redumper. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody dumped in front of his business. He scooped it somehow. We haven't gotten into like the how. I don't know if the article addresses that at all. But then he dumped that on the steps of the Denver City and County Building. Uh, this says on Monday, but this is from no better place so to dump it. Probably October or something like that when this occurred. This is a present from the homeless to the people who have kept this homeless problem going. He said. <laughs> Here's a gift. <laughs> it's a present. President of the Independent Institute, a think tank in downtown Denver, Caldera, says he's tired of the homeless using his private property as their public restroom. He says at least twice a week, security cameras catch a homeless person defecating outside his business or worse. Worse? <laughs> worse than his business? What, is, what do you mean? Worse. Wait, what? worse than defecating? Or, <laughs> or worse? Yeah. We have to clean up vomit and urine and syringes and used condoms and feces. I guess that's worse. Ew. (laughs) We didn't cause the homeless problem in Denver, but we have to clean up after it, Caldera said. Caldera says he's tried appealing to police and Johnston to no avail. Johnston being, what is he, the mayor or something of Denver? Uh, The answer, he says, isn't tiny homes. It's jail cells. He wants to put the homeless in jail. Great. This is not an affordable housing crisis. This is a drug crisis. This is a mental health crisis. This is a crisis of law. Not necessarily. This guy went from being like funny to being a a jerk. That these people who need help will never get help if they're not brought to jail where they're forced to get some help. Oh, I see. Oh, they get help in jail. Right. He believes that they're going to get medical care, mental health care. No, he's misinformed, unfortunately, because that's not what happens. it actually gets worse once you go to jail. While Caldera isn't the first person to poo-poo the work of city leaders. <laughs> oh. At least the author's City officials with the, uh, with the Sean yeah. Connery. He may well be the first to leave poo on the steps of City Hall, but he hopes he's not the last. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. There's... I would just start paying the homeless people to poop on the steps right. of the City Hall. Right, give them a you map. I mean? Here's how to go to here. Here's the bathroom. Yeah. Is it City Hall? Right. It's like on the front you want steps. a job? Yeah, I'll give you yeah. a job. Yeah, <laughs> deliver here's your. Five, pa- <laughs> here's five bucks. Deliver your yeah. package over here next time. In fact, in fact, it'll be a business. Legitimately, yeah. do your business. Yeah, at City Hall. At City Hall. <laughs> All right, there, there's a little bit more to this story, but let's go to uh, Ricky from the Commonwealth, who's been holding for quite some time. Thank you, there, brother, Captain. And who's that be there, gentlemen? Uh, Steve Classic. Steve Classic. It is brother Steve, and of course, Sister Nikki, no doubt. <laughs> well, I did want to say at the top of this, now you had me caught me off guard, but I will tell you, tonight's topic is going to be about Kiss, but brother Captain, I will at the same time call you next week and tell you an amazing Kiss story that I can't say on there. <laughs> and you'll love it. Next week, same time. Now, here's one thing I will say. The other thing I was saying is I wanted to have it yourself and Brother Ian, but Brother Ian indisposed. But when I come to New Hampshire near my campaign manager, I will have that, you know, 
you would put down, you wanted to have a smoke with Ricky from the Commonwealth. And then you'll forget far out. You'll find out all kinds of things who Ricky from the Commonwealth really is. No what if, doubt. What if I don't want to know those things? Can I still come and smoke oh, out with you? Oh, you want to know, brother. <laughs> I know you do. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I promise you. But now to another thing. We're going to talk about Kiss tonight. You know? Now, I'm a big Kiss fan, you know, and I always have been. I didn't know that. You know, but uh, you didn't know that? Well, I'm into rock and roll. You got to love Kiss. I mean, you know, in all honesty, they are rock and roll. I mean, they had a whole lot in the 70s, especially, you know. They are legendary. Yeah. First concert they I ever are, saw they was are, Kiss. They are. But I will tell you some things. I mean, I mean, Kiss, you know, I mean, to me, you know, probably, I don't know if you're going to agree with me or not. To me, the most amazing thing they did, and it's personal to me, and, you know, that's music from the elder, you know, with Eric Carr on drums. Uh-huh. You know, and I loved Eric Carr. He wasn't a good talker, but he was one hell of a drummer. Beat the hell out of Peter Chris. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a shame. It's a shame for Eric Carr. It really is. But to me, if you listen to tracks two, four, and five of the remastered edition, I find that personally important. And, you know, to those who understand its wisdom, you know, I love Gene because Gene's a piece of work. Oh, you know, I picked up this story somewhere, and, you know, yeah, sure, Gene, sure, Gene. To lose, understand. You know, Gene's, lo- I love Gene. You remember when he brought out Kissology? Oh, it's a good <laughs> game for the fans to play. And I love it. Sure, Gene. Sticking him in every, this store, this store, and that store. Oh, no, that's all right. People like me committed crimes, according to him. Gene would have been pissed. And we have found out what we are doing with his uh, little copies. Uh, Ricky, do you anyway. remember? Uh, do you remember Gene Simmons uh, making Oprah Winfrey blush? I do not. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, he and I think it was him and Paul Stanley appear on on Oprah Winfrey. Uh, I think this might have been around the Animalize era, right? Mid eighties, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And uh, so they're talking about you know whatever they're promoting their album, and they're talking about you know their legendary status as rock and rollers, and and then. Conversation gets around to it. Oprah says, uh, so, Gene, uh, there's a lot of talk about, about your tongue. And, of course, the crowd goes, ooh, right? <laughs> and uh, Oprah goes, Gene, how long is your tongue anyway? And he just pauses for a minute, looks Oprah in the eye and says, long enough to make you my very best friend. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and the crowd went, ah! And, like, you literally oh. saw Oprah Winfrey blush. Like, I've never seen that happen, but, like, That's it did. That's great. Yeah. Well, I got some more Kiss stuff. Now, here's, here's another one. Now, one thing about, I have a friend of mine, and he had, he had has panic disorder. And all I have to do is say, Peter Chris sucks, you know, and he would just flip out, you know. But I'll tell you, that's the one thing that pissed me off is when he went on Tom Snyder and totally dumped ass on Kiss. You know, and I, have, I will never forget Peter for that. But here's the funny thing, you know. Uh, and I'll get back to him in a minute. Now, the sad part of Kiss would be Ace Freely. Now, the fact is, on the Love Gun tour, he d- did grab a hold of that railing, and he did get electrocuted. Now, it was kept a deep, dark secret, except those that were in the music community. Yep. That, and he finally did come out with it, that Ace Freely, you know, did damage the hell out of his hand. And uh, he got addicted to painkillers. Among, among other things, yeah. Time. Yeah, that guy was doing a and bunch was a of drugs. for a long time. So he finally came out. And the funny thing is I love about uh, these guys. Now, the funny thing is now Peter left and then Ace left. Now, Ace was like, you know, packing in the Meadowlands. And Peter Chris, after he dumped on him, he's like in front of five, six people in the Poconos, you know. <laughs> the TikTok so in. Peter. Yeah. Well, here's another one. You know, the funny thing about the reunion tour, 
Is, Which one? Uh, They've had like 30 of them. Well, no, no, no. I'm talking the big one with Psycho Circus. The funny thing is I remember my friend, you know, and I've always been honest. Like when uh, Rob Zombie came out with Dragula, I stuck up for him, you know. But here's the thing. When it comes to Kiss, I got to be honest here. I remember a friend of mine, and that's going to come into that story next week. But anyways, I said to him, we could both bought it. And I said, you know what? It's not very good. You know, oh, come on, man, you know, the whole thing. I said, no, listen to it again. He hit me next week. He said, you know what, man, it's not very good. And it's, and it's, and it's a toss suck, too. But you know what's really fascinating? The funny thing about the whole thing is that this time when they came back together, Ace left. Mm-hmm. But Peter, Chris, man, he hung on for dear life, so they had to kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> no Gene, doubt, no Gene doubt. Gene got tired of him. Well, that's Paul, too. And you know what, Peter? Peter just was never Peter was never the right drama for him. I hate to say it. It's a shame what happened to Eric Carr, because if anybody listens to his drummer, drumming on the elder, amongst other things, it's wild. I mean, he puts Peter Chris to shame. You know, I mean, Peter, this is the wrong. I mean, he's an okay drummer, but he's not that great. I mean, that's the reality. Yep. And you know what? He, he did. Eric did. That's way to hell better than Peter ever did. I bet you that pissed him off. No. <laughs> Anything else you want to add tonight, Ricky? Uh, just that I'm looking forward to to seeing you one of these in the future. Me and my campaign manager, and uh, you know I'll definitely tell you that story. That one I can tell you in the studio. The other ones, yeah. uh, no offense to sister, no offense to sister Nikki or Steve. But uh, these things, some of them are so personal about me. I would only trust yourself, Captain, and uh, and uh, Brother Ian. But Brother Ian's indisposable. I mean, let me ask you, what's the story on Brother Ian? I mean, is he serving out his full sentence now? I mean, what happened to the appeal? Uh, well, so appeals uh, take a legendarily long time to happen in federal court, uh, specifically in a federal court that isn't very busy. So as you can imagine, the federal court of New Hampshire hears very few cases, uh, and in fact, uh, just trying Ia, uh, Ia and Arian, yeah, Ar- Aria and Ian uh, here in New Hampshire was probably one of the busiest times the federal court in New Hampshire has ever had. Because uh, they're like, "Ooh, we have two back to back." Now, it's not to say that there aren't other cases going on and that kind of thing, like, but like as far as their their level of busy work goes, uh, you know, these are probably the two biggest, yeah. uh, at least of the last decade, cases. Then they can go back on vacation. Right. So, yeah, well, now they're sitting back. So uh, what was your question? I was trying to answer what, it. What's the status? Oh, the, the well, appeal status? So he's currently in Merrimack County until either one or two more, I'm going to call them meetings. They're not hearings. I don't know what to call them. Uh, the, the, the first one that's going to happen is something about to decide whether or not uh, the court believes Ian owes money as restitution to the the no victims that were there, uh, yeah. according to the state. Uh, and then if that is a yes, then there's another hearing, uh, if you will, a meeting to decide just how much he owes. They can't decide them both at the same time for some reason. I don't know why. Government bureaucracy. Oh, no, we can't possibly do two things at the same time. <laughs> Right. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that, Captain, because the one thing I want to say, I always try to keep my promises. When I came back after that five years and, you know, Brother Ian heard my voice. I called the old number, by the way, the free number. That's how I and I heard the new number. But I promised him that I would 
say, hold on, I can't answer. I don't think so. Anyways, fact of the matter is, <laughs> I, I, I can on the air. Anyways, fact, I'm sorry I'm interrupted, Captain. <laughs> Anyways, I promised Brother Ian that nah, somebody's knocking on my door. Anyways, I promised that I would tell Brother Ian the story about my disappearance, All you right. know, and I didn't get the chance. But, you know, I do want to wait until he comes out on appeal, and I will give it that promise. But I will tell you what he told me. And, you know, he said it was all over the forums. Yep. Uh, I guess the general consensus was that Ricky from the Commonwealth is dead, and the deep state finally got him. Uh, well, geez. you're not, not yeah. quite there, but I think that was the idea. They wouldn't have <laughs> slinged me away for 20 years. And if I would have been around when Brother Ian decided to go to court, I would have said, don't get a jury. Because if I would have got a jury, it wouldn't have turned out the same way as it did for me, I promise you. Yeah. Hey, I got a judge, a Pennsylvania judge. Hey, Ricky, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. Let's circle back around to the rest of this bit from our number two story, uh, talking about a man named Caldara who's had a, a problem with homeless people, uh, not only you know doing drugs, urinating, vomiting, but also defecating on his property. He got so tired of it that he decided to scoop the poop and uh, dump it on the steps of the city uh, building and the county municipal building. The repository. Uh, <laughs> making a depository, <laughs> a depository to the repository. <laughs> something. Uh, and he, you know, he's giving his opinion on, you know, what home, what's causing the homeless, et cetera, and so on. Uh, it says, while Caldera isn't the first person to poo-poo the work of city leaders, he may well be the first to leave poo on the steps of the city hall, but hopes he's not the last. In the meantime, he says he'll continue to dump on City Hall and urged other Denverites to do the same. I never knew what they called Den- know, like Denverites. Denverites. Yeah, it was like yeah. the Denvernonians, Denvers, Denvernons, Denver, Denverites, apparently. Uh, next time you clean it up, drop it off here. Drop it <laughs> off at City Hall as an act of civil disobedience to ask them, no, to demand of them to address the problem. I couldn't imagine having to clean up human waste on the ground outside of my business. And then put it in your car and drive it to City Hall. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's, well, but, you got to be, you got to have, I, just be in like general, up, you know, had it yeah. up to here or whatever. Yeah. To, like, but just in know. general, I, I couldn't imagine someone defecating in front of, like, if I had a storefront, yeah. those are the things that just don't happen around here. Right. It's like Frisco, Yet. right? Yeah. Yet. Right. Yet. We, you know, uh, the uh, the powers that be, your, your local news, your local politics, your well, your politicians in general, would have you believe that oh, the inflation is over, we've stopped the inflation. No, uh, yeah, no, right. No. Have you looked at the prices of the stuff that you buy at the grocery store? Yeah, inflation's not over. You know, Short would it inflation. would it cost as much uh, for you to drive through uh, to get a value meal at your favorite, uh, you know, local fast food restaurant as it does to get a meal at uh, any chain sit-down restaurant, hmm. you know inflation is here. The $18 you know Big Mac. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did a story on that. So, um, As Caldera dumped human excrement on the steps of City Hall, city workers cleaned up a homeless encampment on 8th Avenue and Logan Street for the first time. They offered housing ahead of the move. Oh, oh. Huh, for the first time. The homeless have been a problem since before I was born. But for the first time, they finally got ahead of the ball and went, oh, we should take care of these people as human beings before we eject them and clean up. Oh, man. Anyway, 
It's move-in day for around 70 people living in an encampment in a place they can call home as part of our homelessness initiative. The city has provided trash pickup for many encampments across the city to support both the residents living in the encampment as well as those who use the public spaces. Mayor Johnston is focused on actions. This is just a politician bloviating mm-hmm. about, here's what I've done. You haven't done jack. Nothing. <laughs> the city is hosting several town halls this week so neighbors can weigh in on possible locations for this politician's supposed solutions. Hopefully you bring a big bag of feces with <laughs> yeah. you. That's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> and a so, lighter. <laughs> so this guy had to leave crap on their doorstep for them to like actually address this? Yes. <laughs> Like, that's what needed to happen. he's going to keep doing it until they fix the problem. Well, and only to address it. Not to fix it. Not to, like, do anything about it. No, just to, like, say something about it. But just to get a politician to, like, you know, oh, a reporter contacted me. I guess I better say something Mm -hmm. and and sound smart while I do it. Like, oh, no, I'm not a lazy ass who doesn't give an FCC. We're putting more taxpayer dollars into trying to figure out a solution. We're going to hire some people to form a committee. A blue ribbon panel. And, then, and they'll sit down and do nothing for several years, and we'll pay them great salaries for doing it. And then, in the end, nothing will have been accomplished, and the homeless problem will still be here. That's how government works. And then, and yep. then the reason it didn't work is because they didn't have enough money. So they'd, they'd blame it. Like, well, we need to increase the yeah. budget. Well, if we just had another committee. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. more money. They used up the budget paying the salaries of the people to be on the committee instead of using that money to actually do something. Right. If if you pay attention, listeners, to governments at all, you are going to see that everything that you see from government is a rerun. It's like they're in syndication. You've <laughs> yeah. seen this episode before. Yeah. You know what's going. It's so easy to predict once you start paying attention. It's easy to predict what they're going to do. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, nothing. Do nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Here's what they will do. They will bloviate about it, which means like speak, use lots of large words. Say things that sound impressive, but, like, don't really actually yeah. accomplish anything. The blue ribbon panel. Then they'll do something, like I said, a form a committee. They'll get some sort of budget allocated, which means, oh, taxing, more taxation, or taxes removed from some other program to pay this one, right? Then they're going to pay these people these giant salaries to think about the problem, and they're not going to do anything. And then two years later, uh, when the next person gets elected, that whole committee is gone and the budget gets cut and nothing ever happens. Nothing changes. It's a rerun. Pay attention. I don't have a segue for the next thing. <laughs> Other than, well, okay, so our, our last story was the number two story. Well, this is kind of this kind of ties into this, number two. This is right, because I always say, like, if you're on the road and you need to relieve your bowels, stop into Taco Bell, because if you've ever eaten there, they kind of <laughs> owe you one. <laughs> Like eat, eating laxatives, I guess. This right? is what this is for. What happened to my toilet? This is what you get. Taco Retribution, Bell. exactly. Right? You make Taco this Bell. stuff, and you're, when it's filtered through me, this is what comes out of the other end. You're getting it back. Anyway, this from KTLA.com out of LA. LA. La, if you pronounce La-la. it. La la. Yes. Uh, headline reads. Raunchy alcohol-fueled Taco Bell party included open sex lawsuit claims. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this can be like a, we'll say a segue from the number two story into Sexy Sunday. There we, we go. Yeah. Okay, we haven't done I'll a take sexy it. Sunday. I mean, it's Taco sure. Bell. It is number two. It's a number two story. <laughs> so, related. Uh, I wonder how many. Like the one here in town is a 
Kentucky Fried Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Combo. Yeah, like, yeah, love a good combo. Like, can I get an extra crispy breast and a burrito? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the most, it's the most mismatched pair. Like, they used to have, uh, I used. I remember seeing Taco Bell Pizza Huts. Right? Oh, it's yeah, the same yeah, company. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, right, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that makes sense because it's the same company, but also, like. They're trying to save on the rent. Absolutely. Right, right. <laughs> But, I, but I'm thinking, like, what kind of creative foods can you make out of that yourself if you frequent these places, right? So, You can yeah. get, like, a personal pan pizza that's cheese, but then just yeah. get a regular burrito and, like, dump all the toppings out on your pizza, and now you've got a taco pizza. Go to yeah. Taco Hut. Yeah. So in a pinch. <laughs> pizza like, Bell Taco Hut? Pizza, pizza Bell. <laughs> so in a pinch, I used to, um, like, after a concert, you know, it's 2 a.m., nothing's open but Taco Bell, so you go to Taco Bell. And I used to really enjoy the spicy potato taco. That was like my favorite thing to get there. And I went to a Taco Bell KFC mashup and they didn't have the regular potatoes. Aww. They didn't have the Taco Bell potatoes. So they were like, well, we'll just mashed throw potato. some uh, the, some of the um, the KFC. Mashed know. potatoes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not mashed potatoes, but the other ones. Coming up, we'll find out what happened at this raunchy alcohol-fueled Taco Bell party <laughs> that included open sex. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Pushing the compressor. Would you prefer we do like, like I could do some Creed and we're back. Yeah, we're yeah. back. Yeah, we're wow. back. It's free talk live. Yeah. It's like Creed has like got that sort of uh, almost like a country vibe. That that it same sounds thing with like, the same as like Eddie Vedder. Right. Yeah. It's like curl like, down Except Eddie Vedder just shakes his head a bunch, so it's like oh. <laughs> the tick. Jeremy smoking grass today. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yes, I have parodies for yeah, literally of course. everything. Uh, of course. That's <laughs> not true, not everything. Especially stuff like uh, you know, uh Pearl Jam where th- you can't really understand the words. It's way easier to parody. You create a parody just trying to figure out what the actual <laughs> lyrics are. Uh, it is free talk live in case you're wondering what you're listening to. <laughs> you're just tuning in, you can find out more about us over at freetalklive.com. It's the Sunday night edition, which means we do things a, a little bit differently. Try to you take things say. a little bit lighter, have a little more fun. Because like a lot of the stuff we talk about is very, very serious, but it's important to be entertaining. And so we sort of like take that seriously. Scour the internet for number two stories. <laughs> Certainly yeah. <we> do. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Talk Stinks about a, doing that does word. not disappoint. No. Talk about a gold mine, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> a, a brown mine. <laughs> I don't know. Brown Friday. How else to describe that? <laughs> uh, but one of the things uh, that helps keep this show going is those people who've decided to become amplifiers of Free Talk Live. What does that mean? Well, you can visit amps.freetalklive.com and find out all about the amplifier program. Uh, essentially. It's where you get to donate some money 
to our AMPS program. It's a Patreon-type setup, so you get some mm. perks, some little benefits uh, to being an amplifier, such as the commercial-free version of Free Talk Live Yeah, uh, on the podcast side there. Uh, but that's not why you should contribute. You should contribute because you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, the topics, the perspective that we bring to you of peace, freedom, liberty, and prosperity. Uh, and help get this program onto more radio stations. That's where most of that fundage goes to. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. So that's what you're doing, becoming an amplifier. You're helping us advertise, market, promote, and support. So I have to say thank you to Nick Barnett. Nick Barnett is a silver-level amplifier. That means he gives us 5 bucks a month. That's all we ask for is 5 bucks. You can give more. You can give 10 25 There's a bunch of different levels. It's like a gold back. Yeah. A gold back a month. Yeah, thereabouts. Roughly. Yeah. A little bit more. I think it's the best use of your Liberty Dollar. If you want to help spread the message of freedom, uh, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again to Nick Barnett for being today's amplifier. We appreciate you. So, moving on. We were talking about this headline Raunchy alcohol-fueled Taco Bell party included open sex, this oh, yeah. lawsuit claims. That's just clickbait. Come on. Or is it? Or is it? Or is it <laughs> well, taco? we clicked on it, certainly. <laughs> or is it just taco filling? <laughs> or is it? Or did Taco Bell just put this out for advertising so they get their Taco Bell? It's, you know, I mean, why else would you Bell. go to Taco Bell? It's entirely possible. Before we get into that story, though, let's go to Major Payne in Michigan. Major, what's on your mind? Uh, good evening, guys, and Nikki. Um, well, this kind of ties into your number two story and the homes <laughs> crisis that's going on in pretty much every major city in in the United States and, anymore. Dude, we're in Keene, New Hampshire, and it's got like a population of maybe twenty five thousand people, and there are a bunch of homeless people here. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Well, I know, but I'm just saying the bigger ones, the ones that have um, declared themselves like. Uh, Oh, what do they call them? Where you can't be prosecuted or sanctuary city? Oh, the sanctuary cities, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah with the the, sh- the shoot up zones or whatever. Yep, yep. Free needles. What? Well, <laughs> the tex- the Texas governor and the Florida governor and I don't know how many other southern state southern states that are being bombarded with all these uh, boarding car- border crossings. The uh, the Biden administration kind of on the hush hush. This has been going on for over a year now. They've been sending massive amounts of sky marshals because that's, of course, one of the government's private police forces, and they don't have to uh, bring it to light down to the border to help curtail the situation. I saw a so headline about that. They, yeah, I saw a headline about that recently. Uh, though, they, though they don't admit that there's a problem, they're trying to do something about the problem that doesn't exist. With, mm. with a quiet, with the quiet force, right? The, what were the they sky using marshals? the sky marshals for specifically? Do you remember? Yeah, um, no, not down there. But they're taking them off of all the, you know, local and, and international flights, so people have the, still have a false sense of security, thinking that there might be one of these jamokes on board. <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, the sky marshal all goes back to the uh, to the nine eleven hijacking, yeah. which we all know was a farce. And you know the government created that as you know they that's that's the game they play. They create a problem and then they pretend to come in and fix it, though they don't. Yes, the Hegelian dialectic is the term for that. It's problem, reaction, solution. 
government creates a problem it declares that it's the problem and then it declares it has or it reacts to the problem and says something must be done about it and then it declares that it has a solution to the problem it created and everybody goes oh thank you government you're so nice even though their solution doesn't really solve anything it's going to take an act of congress well we could do that that's all congress does is act <laughs> act like they have a job act like they do anything productive sorry major go ahead yeah. uh, congress acting is just getting out of bed i think anymore <laughs> Barely. All right. What else is anyone? All right. That's all. That, that's all I have for you guys tonight. Oh, major. I might want to chew on that one. Hey, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you'd like to join us, circling back to the raunchy alcohol fueled Taco Bell party that included <laughs> open sex. Oh yeah. Since we haven't gotten into it yet. A former Los Angeles Taco Bell employee is suing the company and a franchise owner after she claims a Christmas party at the fast food restaurant descended into a drunken mess that included open sex. Like, as is she mad about it? As I opposed mean, to closed sex? I mean, yeah. what's the why the modifier? <laughs> I think here, the open right? yeah. is the uh, the like group aspect. Okay, like, you know, that's the Taco right. Bell part. It's a fiesta. <laughs> yeah, it's a fiesta. Come on. <laughs> it's Taco the orgy. It's, it's, not, it's not the single order of nachos. It's the party platter. <laughs> Chalupa. Alana, Alana filed her lawsuit <laughs> last week at Los Angeles Superior Court. The suit alleges that her supervisor invited her to the December 18th, 2022 party uh-huh. at the San Pedro Taco Bell at which she worked. She was encouraged to bring food for a potluck-style buffet, and her, and her contribution was a bowl of guacamole. <laughs> Wait, you you work at a fast food restaurant, you you have to bring stuff for potluck? Potluck, that's right. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That yeah. is weird. Yeah. And guacamole, I mean, that's something they serve there. At, I guess know? they're probably just tired of you eating mean? that food. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go there and eat that yeah. food. Yeah. 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 Have you had Taco Bell, like, recently? <laughs> yeah. And if you work there? I told there? you in a pinch, yeah, it tastes great at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're starving after a concert. I'll tell you that much. Yes. Okay. But in the morning, you got to go to City Hall, I bet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it ain't pronounced city either. <laughs> like Sean Connery would say. What? Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Once Alana arrived... She discovered that her supervisor covered the windows of the restaurant with wrapping paper and also covered the cameras for the lobby in the inside of the restaurant, according to the complaint. Uh, Well, okay, so first of all, uh, you're not supposed to have these kinds of parties, you know, in these types of establishments. If you're going to have one, you should have it off premise. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I'm certain, I'm certain after having worked in food, at least way back in the day, uh, that whoever was planning this was doing so without the permission of the business. No way. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, windows were covered with wrapping paper, cameras were covered up for some reason. She claims her supervisor provided alcohol to staffers, several of whom were overserved. I don't know. This party sounds pretty Pretty cool. Underage. I don't know what her problem far, is. So far, if I, were, if I were working there and I showed up and the, the cameras were all covered up and the windows were all covered up and the, the, the supervisor or whoever, the manager, is like, here, have some booze. I'd be like, sweet. Cool party, bro. Yeah. So far. Got any guacamole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Around midnight, Alana had stepped outside for a short time, probably to have a smoke, I'm guessing. <laughs> 
She walked back into the restaurant and saw a co-worker, quote, having sex with his wife in front of everyone at the party. Oh, my gosh. She alleges. I mean. Yeah, it's a little. I mean. Okay, but, like, you can choose to leave at that point if it turns into that kind of party, right? Yeah, just stay outside until they're done. The, <laughs> just, yeah, just wait until they're done, you weirdo. Yeah. The co-worker's <laughs> wife, Alana claims, was also kissing her female manager and another female co-worker <gasps> at the same time. Whoa. This is what we call a swingers party. Yeah. Leave your keys uh, in the bowl. It sounds to me like democracy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shocked. Disgusted and outraged. No, don't be so dramatic. Alana alleges that she first ran out of the restaurant, but then ran back inside (laughs) (laughs) just to to make sure what was going on. I can't believe my eyes. (laughs) Let me finish the sentence. Shocked, disgusted, and outraged, Alana alleges she first ran outside the restaurant, but then went back inside to retrieve her guacamole bowl. Only to find that her manager and the other co-worker involved in the sexual encounter were vomiting. In the bowl of guacamole. Mm-hmm. One threw up in the trash while the other vomited in her guacamole bowl. <laughs> According oh to God. the complaint. Oh. I can't believe you called that. Wow. That's, that's so funny. That's amazing. Jeez. It's like AI wrote this. Alana says she reported the incident to Taco Bell Human Resources. Oh, my God. And Alvarado Restaurant Group, the Colorado-based franchisee. Because, you know. I mean, it sounds like everybody else there was down with the get-down except for her. Yeah. yeah. So, and, I mean, take the hint and leave. Yeah. like Get a new job. It's, it's you know, like. Get your guacamole bowl the next time you show up for work. Right? Yeah. Or just you leave know, it. Just you can buy another guacamole just leave, Yeah, just leave I'm it. I'm sure you can get a free and, and one like, on okay. Craigslist. So, yeah. she's being so dramatic. Like, I was disgusted. I had to flee the scene. Like, this is maybe, horrific. All this stuff. Maybe she was ugly and nobody wanted to <laughs> FCC her. Yeah, maybe. But she had to run back to get her but, $3 guacamole but bowl. But that's the thing, right? So, if you were Guacamole. so like traumatized, why <laughs> did you go back. back in? Maybe she Which really was, wanted to participate. She at least and, and wasn't allowed. No, she wanted to get another look. No, she oh, was yeah? like, I just want to make sure this is. She was like, No, you know no, no, I mean? Pornhub won't do. I have <laughs> That's to go. What people do at parties. Like, I never. <laughs> I have that. to go yeah. see this orgy inside of the Taco Bell kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> With my guacamole. Uh, this is food service, ladies vomit. and gentlemen. This is re- regular occurrence. Uh, if you have experience with guacamole as lubricant, give us a call, 603-283-6160. Or don't give us a call, please. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, the manager and other coworkers involved in the sexual encounter were fired, Aww. her complaint states. Well, that's kind of lame. I mean, I don't think they deserve to be fired. I mean, who doesn't have a little work orgy? Like, whatever, you know what I mean? I mean, we all Isn't have it? them. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Right here at the studio, I'll bring a guacamole bowl next week. (laughs) You ready for that, Captain? That big hard drive you got? (laughs) Big and and clunky. Oh, man. Better bring a big guacamole bowl. We are spiraling out of control here. I don't know how. Please call call now and get us onto a different subject. (laughs) We've we've got it, and be careful what you wish for. Okay. (laughs) After their termination, Alana alleges she was threatened. And had her car window shattered by wow. someone, by someone associated with her former coworkers. What a, wow. where, where is this again? Arizona? Does it say LA. Oh, Los LA? Yeah. 
or part or, of LA or La, as I like to call it, uh, San Pedro. Okay. You can't find better Mexican food out there than the Taco Bell. I know, right? Why do they even have Taco Bell out there, honestly? Well, and like, I don't know about here, but in the Seattle, Washington area, uh, all of the Taco Bells are staffed by mainly Asian-looking people. Oh. Hmm. Well, yeah. But I'm like- Maybe they own a franchise. So it's totally- Because all the Mexican people work at good restaurants. Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. note to self, if you're looking for good Mexican food- yeah. Right, the Asian people go, don't know how to make it. Go to a place where there's some some Mexican yeah. people mm-hmm. working. The yeah, place, right? Right. I'm just saying, man. Authentic. My my opinion, you know, my experience, you know, you're not gonna. Uh, first of all, Taco Bell isn't Mexican food. It's no. it's something that American. like tries to look like Mexican food, but it ain't. Uh, at any rate, uh, somebody got fired, uh, and then something happened to her car. <laughs> it was shattered by supposedly, allegedly, someone associated with the former co-workers. Taco Bell and the franchisee, quote, did nothing about these threats instead and told her that they were transferring her to a new location rather than disciplining the employees who threatened her, yeah, according I mean, to the complaint. So I, mean, I, I feel like this person isn't like... Yeah, uh, there's more to the story. Yeah, I feel like this Alana person might uh, mm, not be the most... Tolerant and friendly person on planet Earth. No, yeah. Alana eventually quit. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just what you should have done in the first place. But alleges she has suffered actual consequential and incidental financial losses. <laughs> Taco Bell. Jobs. I know. I just feel like get real, lady. Her car window. When I hate yeah. to victim blame, but it's like you rat on all these people to HR. I mean, I'm not a huge fan Got of people. Got a couple people fired. Yeah, like, I'm not a huge fan of people that go to HR. I know there's, like, certain circumstances, like, if you're actually being harassed or whatever. But it's like, come on, man. Yeah. You you work at Taco Bell. Like, go work at a different location. It's it's a, a franchise. You know what mm. I mean? Take it out in the parking lot. But, also- and you're in, you're in Los Angeles. There's at least, like, 10 Taco Bells within driving distance from wherever you are. Yeah, there has to be. And only, you know... At least three of them probably don't have regular orgies, so she might feel more comfortable there. (laughs) She also alleges that Taco Bell violated anti-discrimination laws, according to the New York Post. KTLA, that's the uh, television station that this article comes to us from, reached out to Taco Bell and the Alvarado Restaurant Group for comment. Quote, while we don't own or manage this location, the franchisee who owns and operates this restaurant has shared that they take these claims very seriously, a Taco Bell spokesperson said. That is the end of the article. And they said, no mas. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Taco that Bell. That was good. That was a good one. I really enjoyed so that. that. Was good. That was good clickbait. It worked. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, we clicked and we're not disappointed. Yeah. So we know young people generally occupy these fast food jobs, right? Yeah. It's like pretty common for it to be your first job yeah you know if you're in in a city or anywhere you know urban or suburban yeah um so what do teens want to be when they grow up what did you want to be when you grew up um that's a good question I probably like a, a ballerina like a dancer okay. that was kind of what i did Steve? uh music related stuff which is what i do really yeah like when you were a, like kid? teenager no before that oh as a kid eight ten twelve years old no 
I think I was always fascinated by like the public works trucks that came by and like put the asphalt on the road. Yeah. Yeah. And like they put the sand there, then they're cleaning like those street sweepers. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I know these guys make a lot of overtime. These guys are yeah. you're getting paid well. And then a snow plow comes by, like that snow plow guy's out all night. Here yeah. comes the snow plow. <laughs> Two in the yeah. morning. He's like, That guy's driving around a snow plow. I thought that was pretty cool. As a kid. Yeah. But I had the same kind of thing with like the tow truck driver, and I'm like, oh, that oh. guy's that guy's driving a car to help fix a car or something, right? right? But uh, <laughs> I got into comic books in my you know I don't know eight you know seven mm. eight year old era era, and uh, you know I wanted to be a superhero of course because I'm reading all these superhero comics. Not writing about right? superheroes. You know? No, no, no. Being a superhero. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like, of course, well, that's freaking impossible, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. With that like, attitude, it sure is. Like, like you know, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to like put a spider in the microwave and then oh like God. have him bite me to become Spider-Man. But, and then like, you're like, it I just died. I what just, a dumb spider. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? So uh, I remember thinking that, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind uh, acting. You know what I mean? Like mm. like being on the television. Uh, I thought for a minute I could play football. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't last very yeah. long. Uh, so those Three are the kinds of things that, you know, that, that went through my mind. Uh, we did used to play Cowboys and Indians. Oh, you can't play that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, you can't do that anymore. But like full on, like with the cowboy hat oh, yeah. and the little cap yeah. guns, cap guns. Oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. then somebody was dressing up with the headband and the one feather, yeah. you know, wearing the fringe, like we'd make a fringe looking thing oh, yeah. out of like, you know, some old braggy t-shirts or something, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we were creative because we had to be. Right, there was uh, no internet back then. So it's 2023. What do you there's, suppose? There's plenty of internet now. <laughs> this supposedly innocent question has been lobbed at children and teenagers for decades, although the answers might differ now due to the rise of social media and the possibility of achieving worldwide fame not being confined to appearing on the big screen or arena stages. Uh, Statista's Florian Zant reports... According to a 2021 survey by YouGov, weighted by age and gender, teenage boys and girls in the United States share some similarities when it comes to their dream job, even though the top spots couldn't be further away from each other. Only fans? I wonder what that means. Well, yeah, I mean, okay, take some stabs. You, Baseball player or you know, football Okay. NFL. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think the maybe? The, yeah, I would say OnlyFans. They want to, you know, or like an influencer. They want to be like an influencer. Instagram. That's yeah, different right. influencer. than TikToker. <laughs> different, yeah. But usually, there's a lot of overlap there. TikTok famous. They want to be. All right. Yeah. They have an infographic here, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Twelve percent of male teens listed professional athlete. Okay. As their yeah. preferred future job, followed by eleven percent. This is uh, male teens, followed by eleven percent who wanted to become an online content creator. Yep, so, yep, oh, influencer, influencer, yeah. yeah, marketing person. Classic dream jobs like musician six percent and doctor or nurse five percent still made the top five, albeit barely. Yeah. Hmm. Well, who wants to be a doctor? <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, why would you want to be a doctor when a you could be a medical doctor? A TikTok. Yeah, when you could be a, on TikTok. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, like in some you ways. You could be a TikTok doctor. In some TikTok-er. ways, I have the utmost respect for doctors. Yeah. Specifically, emergency room doctors. Yeah. 
right? Because yeah, for sure, you get you get this cross section of humanity that very few people get a look at. Yeah, the amount of trauma those yeah. doctors and nurses must have. I mean, you have to be a special person. I would never be able to work in that specialty ever. Uh, coming up, we'll find out what the answers to this question are for female teens and girls, as well as what this means for the future production of everyone, really. Mm-hmm. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. It is Free Talk Live. It is the final segment of tonight's Sunday Night Edition. The telephone number 603-283-6160 if you want to join us. Oh, yeah. Again, 603-283-6160. We're talking about what teens want to be when they grow up. Uh, And, you know, we kind of gave, you know, some of the usual stuff you hear. Yep. Tip, to, tip tow doctor. truck driver, tip uh, doctor. social media, influencer, yeah, influencer content kind of creator. Uh, we heard uh, what teen males uh, want to be, and that include professional athlete, uh, online content creator, doctor, nurse, that kind of stuff. We're all in the top five. But for females, which we haven't talked about yet, uh, the latter seems to be the most coveted future job with 13% of teenage girls wanting to become a medical professional. Cool. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's technically that that's typically um, like female held position. Why do you think that is? I think because naturally women are like more caring and they're more like they're in the um, like the caretaker role yep. more just like biologically. I think it goes into like hormonal makeup and I'm not supposed to say this anymore, but I will because it's true. Um, where normally men are more like providers in a sense where they're like building like more into the trades and women are more like at, at home taking care of the kids and that kind of more translates into as a career yeah. being a nurse it's being a doctor it's it's genetic yeah, yeah. it's like literally in our, into DNA. our dna yeah. yeah it's like this is how the world functions is because men do these things and women do these things well and like i'm just trying to think about my own experiences uh on the occasions that i go to a doctor a hospital something along those lines uh, I'm infinitely more comfortable uh, working with or talking with a woman than I am a man. Yeah. They're just softer. Right? You like, know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's like, oh, well, I feel like I can open up to you more. more I can share more, maybe more compassionate. Yeah. yeah I don't, I, I, I can't explain what that is. Like, effectively, uh, when I've been treated by like a male doctor versus a female doctor or whatever, like, no real difference. They treated the thing. They gave me what I needed. Yeah. They gave me some drugs, whatever. Right, they fix the ailment or, or whatever it is. So effectively, you know, but like my level of comfort for whatever reason uh, is far superior on, when when yeah. when it's a, on a, a subconscious yeah. level. And I'm sure a lot of people probably agree. I mean, I agree with you. I'd prefer to you know work with a, a female in that sort of setting. Yeah. Captain loves the ladies. Oh yeah, uh, it's, <laughs> more, it's, more <laughs> that, it's more that they love me. <laughs> 
while 11%, so 13% of teenage girls said they want to become a medical professional. 11% say uh, actress as their dream okay. occupation. That's, that kind of ties in with the uh, athlete for the male side. I guess, right? sure. Yeah, famous, yeah, the, the uh, unattainable goal. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, you need those. It's like, I want to be an astronaut. Okay, well, yeah. space isn't I, real. I so. had that one. I had that one because like, yeah. that was like the the precursor to my infatuation with science fiction. Yeah. Because science fiction is all about outer space, aliens, mm. life yeah. forms, Spatial. time travel, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. You're like, I want to go, I want to be, do Star Trek. <laughs> exactly. The USS Enterprise. Uh, the fact that becoming a YouTuber, streamer, or vlogger made the top five for participants of both genders shows the rapid development of financial and societal clout attributed to online personalities for better or worse. Are we online personalities? We are, aren't uh, we? I guess so. Wait, was it something? But it was something about financial. Yeah, so, where's yeah, the we're, finances? Yeah, we're, we're not, yeah, yeah, we don't get not. to partake in that. It's, yeah. it's, it's, the accusation has been levied against Free Talk Live that we're funded by... Um, Coca-Cola, the Coke Brothers? Yeah, the Coke right? Brothers yeah. or yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some yeah. other entity related <laughs> yeah. to or whatever. Like, no, dude. Like, <laughs> no, we're, we're not. Uh, Free Talk Live, I could tell you, in my honest opinion, is the most honest show that, yeah, also, like, like, what mainstream, like, we are very non-mainstream, non, no. I mean. We're so underground, even the underground doesn't know who we are. Like, who's paying us to do a number two story every week? No one. <laughs> it's free. I mean? like, it's free. Actually, no, we do have amplifiers, so it's, we do have you know, amplifiers. it's like crowdsourced. They're crowd not paying funded. us. Yes, that is. Yeah, the, crowdfunded, the, yeah. When it comes to advertising, marketing, promoting, and supporting us, yes, we are crowdfunded yeah. when it comes to that. But it's, an, <laughs> but it's not to pay us, it's to promote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, I mean, I think it's public knowledge that we give a stipend to the co-hosts, you know, of like 20 bucks. Right. To just pay gas gas. money to like get here and, you know, that kind of thing. Like if you divide that, you know, into hourly, like do the math, figure it out. It just pays for my snacks to sit here and eat. It pays pays for my dinner that we have at social Sunday. You would be doing that anyways. (laughs) I would. So, but like, you know, but what I'm saying is like it, it offsets. The expense yeah. of coming here and do the show, we don't actually get paid anything. So, so if you'd like to join, <laughs> so if you, yeah. come on. you have to want to be on this show. That's all yeah. I'm saying. There's no money incentive you're, you're, to do this. Well, and radio isn't what it used to be, right? It used to be you got on the radio, oh, you're a big radio star. You're a DJ. Right? Just like yeah. radio and TV radio were exclusive. Star. Yeah, right. Yeah. But now the internet's taken the internet over. Has killed all of that. The internet yeah. has taken over, and now radio is just wow. like. You know, sub niche, yeah, yeah, niche, niche, whatever. So we are influencers, but we are, yeah. The fact cool. that uh, so, according to Influencer Marketing Hub, the market size for influencer marketing has doubled since 2019 and was valued at 16.4 billion dollars, yeah, worldwide oh. in 2022. Well, it's amazing. I mean, uh, what, if if everyone becomes an influencer, then it's it's like Elvis. You know, there was Elvis in the seventies. Then he, after Elvis I died, he left the well, after he died, then like, you know, there were one in one hundred thousand people were Elvis impersonators. Right. Then if you follow that yeah. trajectory, you know, it was like one in ten thousand, and then one in one thousand, yeah. and then you know, if you follow the trajectory, it's like one in ten people are going to be Elvis. Yeah, you have to go to Vegas now. So not so a, like everyone wants to be an influencer, and then when everyone's an influencer, no one's an influencer. Yeah. Well, and only so many people. I mean, you have to be like top tier. And you know what? I think 
it's it's like luck almost like right place right time know the right people mixed with like having a special kind of personality and because you know i i follow a lot of like travel vloggers that's just something sure. i'm interested in on uh on youtube and you have people that have millions of subscribers and they because they have that something special they just have that personality they're just really good like their video editing's down pat like they got it going on and then you have other people who might have like 10,000 followers or, you know, they, they still have a good amount of followers. Like people are watching their content, but they're not making a living. Do you like, they're not right. making big bucks doing right. that because, uh, you know, like not everyone is going to have 50 million subscribers. Yeah. That's just how it is. There's only a select few people who are going to be like the biggest thing in the content creators. And, th- you know and they're I mean? not doing all the work. I mean, they have a staff of writers, Yeah, once they get big. Camera, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they get big enough, they, they yeah. do have to outsource some of that because then it just gets... And I think part of that, like investing in your business, I mean, this is just business 101, but like reinvesting is part of... Business. Continuing, yeah, yeah, it's like continuing to grow your business and making money doing it because you can do something. You can have millions of subscribers and not make money. <laughs> Especially now, YouTube's not really paying people anymore. Now you have to go out there and get your own sponsors right. and stuff like that. Like that's right. how those people are making money. Yeah. Or through the sponsors. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And it's like you gotta, you know, if I'm sponsored by Yeti, I have to sell like you have to use my code or else I'm not making those kickbacks. So that's kind of how all that works. And it's not it's not as easy as a lot of these teens Brand probably think it I is. Saw, you know what I mean? Like I saw a pretty, pretty awesome meme in that like it made me think. And also made me laugh. It was I love that. that that's was, that's the definition of, laughing, of a meme. Yeah. Right? It was that's great. It was a picture of a dude holding a protest sign. Yeah, and it said "Equal pay for men on OnlyFans." Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Not in high demand. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that was. I thought good. it was yeah, a guy holding the sign that said, "My arms are tired." <laughs> my arms are tired. No, but I have I have one saved somewhere. I don't think it's on my phone anymore. But it was uh, it was a guy at a protest, right? So there's a protest going. You can kind of, like most of the signs are sort of blurred out, but you yeah. can't really yeah. read what they're saying. And his just says, "I hate signs." <laughs> right. <laughs> the best one I saw was "Save Our Teachers" with an A R E. Save our yeah. teachers. Oh, God. At a protest. Uh, so uh, back to this infographic about what the teens want to be when they grow up. Uh, so male, twelve uh, percent professional athlete, eleven percent YouTube streamer, six percent musician, six percent professional gamer. Forgot about that one. Wow. Oh, that's yeah, that's a, a thing. That's a new yeah. big one. So, and and Matt likes to used play. To be, uh, used to be your parents said, "Don't waste your time playing video games. Yeah. You could be doing something. You could yeah. be learning something about so get a job or whatever." That's but, like, me. Now, I'm yeah. that person that's like, "Yeah, go get a job." But Matt was telling me like. <laughs> A Call of Duty and like a lot of those like video games, like because I'm like, why are you watching a YouTube video of somebody else playing a video game? Like right. that is so dumb. It's so boring. I don't get it. But he's like, no, it's the same as people watching sports. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I also think that's dumb. So maybe it still tracks right. with e- how e- my brain works. But but that's how that's what people. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. I guess it's not any different than you watching a football game. Right. You're just watching someone play a game because they're better at it than you. Well, a lot of those, you know, Call of Duty video games are basically to turn you into a 21st century soldier so you can remote control sure. those dogs or a robot yeah. or yeah. a drone so you can blow things up, you know, half a world away. So rounding out the, the top five for male teenagers, doctor or nurse, 5%. So those are the, the top five for male. Top five for female, doctor or nurse, 
So in a bit of a flip-flop from, mm-hmm. from the males. Actress, 11%. Uh, sorry, Dr. News, 13. Actress, 11. Musician, 9%. Artist, 7%. And YouTuber slash streamer at 6%. <laughs> YouTuber. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds so dumb, right? Isn't there? A, well, never mind. Yeah, Nobody cares. <laughs> well, somebody uh, does. Somebody cares. Uh, let's see if... Uh, I tried to screen this guy a minute ago. Let's see if he's with us. Are you are you with uh, us, David? Ah, there you uh, are. Who, it's David in New Mexico, what? everybody. Who, who, who's this? Yeah, yeah. I want to I want to respond to uh, or answer Gigi's questions, but a couple other side comments. Uh, uh, Nikki, you were saying to, we should be able to to uh, build a shack in the woods like we could a hundred years ago. You can still do that uh, in most states in the country. You can do it here. There are no building permits required where I'm at, and there are maybe no, you have to buy the land right and pay taxes. Yeah, buy the land. The cost of leaving an acre of land for a thousand dollars. The taxes are will be like fifty bucks a year. Yeah. And yeah. there are no building. There's no building codes that you have. You can build whatever you want. You can build a shack. But if I warn you though, if you do do build a shack uh, in New Mexico, then Ian Freeman will make fun of you on the radio. So you might want to build something uh, to code so you don't get made fun of on uh, Free Talk Live. Um, and uh, I, I wasn't calling to brag, but since you're was he really about making earlier, fun of the shack, though, or just making fun of you? Well, there you go. You answered your own question. And but, uh, <laughs> well, but the question in, in that same vein, uh, I, we're not as I grew up in Minnesota, and we're not as smart as you guys in New Hampshire because we're number two, not number one. <laughs> but I did graduate uh, in every class I was in. I was in the top ten percent of the class in the number two state. So maybe that's worth uh, something, you know, maybe not quite as smart as New Hampshire. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, think, and, and, and. And Minnesota's and, one um, of the top ten, top 12 states. He said top two. He's number huh? two. No, no but, but it's a top, one of the top, top 12. 12. Oh, yeah. Minnesota top, is one of the top, top 12, 12 yeah. states. In the country, yes. Yeah, yeah, in the country. Yeah, right. And and Steve Classic, you you said next they'll be coming for your kids' lemonade stands. Yes. Sorry to tell you, they, they've been doing that for 20 years, coming after kids' lemonade yep. stands in various states around the nation. Uh, I think Captain just. Uh, yeah, they don't have a health permit. Or something, or a health, or uh, business, health, health department. Permit, uh, underage labor, you name it, the cops just show up and take <laughs> right. you, confiscate your lemonade and put uh, the little uh, six-year-old, eight-year-old out of business. <laughs> and uh, answering them, uh, the Gigi's question, though, about, you know, for, first of all, the organized crime, you know, like the mafia, the, the Italian, you got the Italian mob. Oh, that question. I thought mob. you were answering hard or soft. <laughs> what? The yeah, pretzel I, question. Um, I, I well, both, actually, Gigi. It depends on whether you're playing the uh, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent or if you're playing uh, Barry White. Okay. Oh. All right. I can get down with that. Oh, Continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By, by the way, I, I, I did once. Uh, to, oh I needed to make some money, so I, I started a, uh, a tribute band, a tribute uh, uh, band or whatever you want to call it, for uh, Bar- Barry White, and, and I, I sang the part of Barry White. My, my stage name was uh, uh, Barry White. And it worked. It worked out famously. Famously, not quite as good as the original, but you know, very white is very white. And so, Gigi, you were asking about the all of these uh, evil people. Uh, um, oh, and that comes kind of in the same vein as yeah. Re- repeat the question for our listeners that have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I'll 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 let people figure the question out for themselves because I don't have an exact quote of the question. Give us the one. gist of yeah. the question. I, that's what I was in the process of doing was giving you the giving you the the gist, which falls into the vein of Gene Simmons's kiss lunchboxes. But she was Gigi was questioning why uh, Putin, Zelensky, uh, who else did she name uh, Netanyahu, yep. and uh, and the Argentinian Malay guy. Um, what they you know why are they being autocrats doing this doing that? 
they all happen to be Khazarian, which are the, well, now they call themselves Jewish people, but the Bible refers to them as the fake Jews. And if you study, you know, like fiat currency, you're not a fan of fiat currency, that came out of uh, Babylonian money magic along the Silk Trail. That's how, this all, this, that's how this all got started and how you got enslaved by these people. But let me go back to my beginning. The, the, the Italian mafia, the Serbian mafia, the Albanian mafia, the Irish mafia, the Jewish mafia, all, many different demographics have a mafia. These guys are the Kazarian mafia, and, and they, they uh, have, uh, if, you, if you look into the Bible and the history surrounding it and compare the term uh, Judahites to Jewish, they're, they're not the same thing. And it, and it goes back to Kazario, oh, and, and uh, Ukraine was on the Silk Road. Israel, what didn't exist as Israel, uh, what well, did 2,000 years ago, there were Israelites. There were 12 tribes, 13 tribes, and then they just kind of disbanded. And then all of a sudden, in 1947-48, bam, we got to create this state called Israel that pushed all a bunch of other people out. And then now there's talk about, uh, well, the is- Israel, there's so much problems there. Maybe all the Israelis need to move up into Ukraine. So, like I said, Zelensky is a, he calls himself a Jewish dude. Putin is essentially a Jewish dude. And Malay just recently converted to Judaism. And, and so there's a, there's a thing there. There's a thing there that if you, you might want to study, and you'll get a lot of your, answer, your, your questions answered. And, uh, and, and people just don't seem to know this thing. Okay. Well, thanks for the call, David. 603-283-6160. Uh, we might have time to get you in. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, we have this other story here. Uh, David was talking about the Bible, so we might as well go biblical here. Wow. Uh, this from the Daily Star. Blue-eyed AI Jesus threatens damnation if viewers ignore his TikTok commandments. Oh, my gosh. I've been ignoring them. I'm sorry. <laughs> A TikTok account claiming to be Jesus returning to earth has been giving blessings to believers and threatening damnation to those who don't comply with his demands online. Send me money. Yeah. Or you're going to hell. This is the new, like, televangelism. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Send Uh, me Bitcoin. AI Jesus. Oh, my God. Jesus has apparently made his second coming, uh, no pun intended, uh, via social media, giving blessings and threatening damnation after videos claiming to be him have surfaced online. A TikTok account, which has gained more than 9 million likes across 70 videos, has been posing as the biblical figure under the surname, or sorry, username, Daily Believer. The profile shares clips made. Sounds legit. Right. I was gonna say, I wonder if they wanted, if, if they, you know, when they were a kid, they said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start this daily believer thing, and I'm gonna be an influencer." Probably not. The profile shares clips made with artificial intelligence. Clips showing the self-declared Jesus with long hair, a beard, and blue eyes, based on the 1940 painting "Head of Christ." So, in other words, an inaccurate portrayal. Right. Yeah. Each clip shows the computer-generated Jesus telling viewers they must share this video with their friends and family and comment, I believe, if they believe in God. Or else. But if they do not comply with his demands, he tells them they will face damnation. Damnation. Wow. One That's, clip. It sounds, sounds very coercive or, or, or you know, you know. Well, uh, like, religion is the basis of government. Right. It's the, hey, 
do as we say or or else yeah. you're going to one hell. nation under god right <laughs> so that's that's where government literally comes from right. it's just that religions could only threaten you with uh, these esoteric things like hell yeah. Right. right. Like, it's like this, well, that sounds like it's not going to happen for a while, so I guess I don't care. Right. Well, until I die, I guess I'll just do whatever jail, I want. Jail right. feel, yeah. feels a lot closer. Jail, it's like, oh, gosh. You know, uh, you know, an armed guy in a in a costume with a badge, right? You know, pointing yeah. a gun at you. You know, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, I can see that. An armed confrontation, right? Every time you're pulled over, by the way, by a policeman, that that is an armed confrontation. Uh yeah. <laughs> I know where this is going. Okay, go ahead. Because you could say that it's not, you would say it's not an armed conversation. The cop would be you're like, uh, I'm sorry, this officer. Is an armed uh, I, yeah, this is an armed confrontation. I go, no, this isn't, uh, uh, you know, you're you're not under duress or anything. Like, uh, what happens if I drive away? Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What if I drive away, then it becomes an armed confrontation. So it is that from the beginning. <laughs> right. It's when you don't comply that it turns into something That's right. true. That you realize what's really going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else? So, say like, a, if this happened, like a random stranger drives you off the road, puts these blinding lights on, mm-hmm. walks up to your car with a taser, pepper spray, gun, baton, a whole like utility belt of weapons, sunglasses, and then big is boots. sunglasses <laughs> and a, a flashlight that's blinding. And he's got another guy with him. In his yeah, another guy with him, and like six on the way. And is demanding your papers. I mean, what if in any other circumstance you're like, well, this person is a terrorist? Yeah. It sounds like it could be coming a number two story. Yeah. If that well, guy shows and, up. and or something that resembles uh, the Nazis. Papers, please. Yeah, Gestapo, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, why I'm just should going you, to work. Why should you Chill have out. to show a driver's license and proof of insurance? Why should you even have to you pull over? You shouldn't have to do any of that. Yeah. They just get you with a license plate reader, yeah. and they should have all that information. Right? Right? I don't know, unless someone had, you know, someone stole your car. Uh, at any rate, one clip from uh, one of these AI Jesus videos, which is pinned <laughs> to the top of the Daily Believer account after gaining more than 3.5 million likes. The account said in the caption, "This video brings a special visitor to you straight from my home. He is someone I know very well. His name is Jesus Christ. He is ready to enter your life, bless. bring bring protection to your family, and cleanse your heart." With his love. Wow, God bless. And if not... Send me money. If not, you're damned. Yeah. Welcome to the Church of Suicidal. We'll have a sermon and a wonderful recital. But before we go on, there's something I must mention. An important message I must bring to your attention. I was in meditation and prayer last night. I was awoken by a shining bright light. Overhead, a glorious spirit. He gave me a message, and you all need to hear it. Send me your money. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> it's a little suicidal tendencies hmm. poetry for you. Yep. If you don't know the song, go look it up. It's called Send Me Your Money. Yep. Plus. Uh, the same video offers a kind of damnation to users who do not share the clip with friends and family. As the virtual AI Jesus said, if you reject, remember what he said. If you deny me before me, I will deny you before the Father, reciting Matthew 3.10. Oh, my gosh. However, he's not all gloom and doom, as some of, some of digital Jesus' videos Featured different blessings for various people and occasions, and start with him saying, Hey, over 300,000 people commented on one of his videos following his intrusions with, I believe. Um, so I'm thinking about now our friend Aria. Yeah. What would her response to this be? I don't know. Like, not just vocally, but like, 
like she might see something like this and go, I wonder if I could do the same thing but different. Be an influencer. If you feel my gist. What if there was an AI Satan? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? Giving off uh, like Anton LaVey quotes and stuff yeah. like that, right? You know? It could be Armageddon on TikTok. <laughs> Who knows? The final rapture on TikTok. Oh, what did I hear about? Satan. Uh, no, no. There was a, there was a school that... Oh, was know, the Connecticut has was the it? Satan Club. Yes, Satan Club. that was so funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That post is so <laughs> funny. And it's not even satire either because it they are in that in that post, the flyer. I was reading it, and I'm like, they're actually like talking about like real stuff that like modern satanists believe in i'm like no this has to be this has to be real oh my gosh it was so funny though i think it was a, just a pr stunt or or they're trying to say well if, i don't know or or they're just doing it so like if you if you ignore us you better ignore the rest of the, the club yeah maybe they're trying to make a point yeah. i don't know we are out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve Classic, for joining me tonight. Thank you. Thank you to all of our callers and, most importantly, our listeners. If you want to uh, find out more about Free Talk Live or find our archives, visit freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com.